don't you just love the 80s? It's like the best. Guys, it is uh, February 26, 2018, and today's our second podcast. It's the Smashcast, bits and pieces of Smashcast, and tonight we're going to be talking about the 80s. A lot of the 80s, like everything 80s. There's nothing that we're not going to touch this eight, not 80s, but <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. So let me go ahead and get everybody in. We're going to have Seth and JR this time. Uh, they are going to be providing some more commentary. And let's see if they are on Discord. Is anybody there? My boy. Hey, girl. Loving will be easy if you cause we like my dreams. Red, gold, and green. Red, Red gold, and green. <laughs> Man. That song just like ridiculous. So if this is your first time you've ever been to this channel, be sure to hit that follow button, the like button, share around. We're going to try to make this as professional as possible. And when I say professional, I mean probably a shit, shit, shit mess. But <laughs> that's what we It'll be do. A fucking shit, shit show from hell. Mature language warning all around. Yeah. I'm eating fucking broccoli. Don't let your children watch this shit. <laughs> They're coming in expecting porn. This is not porn. Anyways. Uh, so, we're waiting on Seth right now. Um, I'm, I've got Audacity up and running. So, if you guys can tell, we're not really good at this right now. Um, we're, we're trying to get everything organized. So, this, that will come. That will come. That will come. Um, like I said, we are going to be talking about 80s stuff. So, it'll be movies, cartoons, collectibles, uh, music, um, and whatever. And uh, what I'd like to do is tonight... Uh, I would like to get a idea, a pool of ideas for the next uh, Smashcast. So if you guys have any ideas, be sure to put that in the comments. And we'll take a look at it later today or later tonight after it's over. And we'll spend the weekend pondering on what we should do. Now, um, if you've seen the YouTube video I posted earlier yesterday... I will not have any videos coming out this week. Uh, sitting out my GPUs tomorrow, and this is our last video until then, but we'll be doing another Smashcast probably over at Jers. So, yes. you'd be accommodating us. So let's go ahead and get it started here. Where is Seth at? He's so late. So late. He's always late. He's, he's that late boy. He's just that late. <laughs> he's a fancy boy. So, um... Man, I'm really digging. I'm really digging your uh, your art. On um, my half-ass cartoon I drew. <laughs> I like it. It's it's got character. I I, I took it over from you, which I should have done that. <laughs> it's a it's a team effort, and I just turned it into. I'm gonna steal your artwork, and I'm gonna make it my own. No. There he is. There's the boy. So we got Mr. Seth, he is here, and he is here to talk about 80 stuff. So, uh, let's go ahead and get started, gentlemen. So, the uh, first topic, are we doing movies, music? What, what, what do you want to talk about? Now that we're all three here, go ahead and redo the intro for the recording. Oh, yeah. uh, why is JR, like, really staticky before we even get started? Ooh, I'm really staticky? On yeah. my end, you're like, <laughs> as you're talking. Oh, Oh no. I can actually hear it too. Can you? Yep. Let me unplug my headset and plug it back in. Sometimes okay. it gets weird. Give me a second, I gotta get audacity anyway, so in a momento. Momento. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
So, what, what intro was you talking? Did you talk about the um, song? Uh, he, he's gone. Like I said, professional. 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 <laughs> we are not professional at all. We'll get there. <laughs> so, Maybe. I played us a little oh, bit of... Uh, the layer. Yes, That's sir. Gone. Yep, it's gone. You, you sound you sound yep. clear. You sound better than Fergie. Mm-hmm. Or you sound like Fergie. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> America. I seen a really funny uh, joke on Reddit the other day, which is inappropriate, but <laughs> uh, I'll, we'll, we'll talk I'll just about take that. This podcast right off. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get banned. Uh, let, let's just put it this way. I, I saw it from the I'm going to hell for this subreddit, so you can kind of imagine <laughs> it's pretty bad. Somebody stole my subreddit. <laughs> oh, man, it, it, it's it's filthy. It's filthy. But we love the filth. We love the filth! Okay, so like I said before, uh, JR wants me to go ahead and restart the intro. Well, we, just a second here. Let me make sure we're all good here. Flipping back. <laughs> so, <laughs> test, 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 test. Oh, I, I'm glad you reminded me to pull up Audacity because I totally did not do that. Can you hear me now? Yes. Do I sound like a static boy? Uh, you sound like Wayne Static from uh, Static X. Give me a second here. I just want to make sure it's going to not be super freaking quiet. Wait a minute. Damn it. I don't even test. I was going to do what test, a, test, test, test. Do a Wayne static thing, but I can't remember any fucking static X words. <laughs> <laughs> I just went brain dead, too, thinking about it. Man, do you know he's dead? Like, he died. Literally died. He has ceased to be. Orange. He's cold. He's so cold. That's one. That's one. You got it. <laughs> Ha ha! Ha That's a shame. That's a fucking shame. So, I got a problem here. So on the Audacity, it's recording my voice, but it's also recording everybody else. Is it recording everybody else? I, everyone. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I tried switching it over, and it's like, nope, fuck you. What well, how's it doing? I don't mind, it's only test, test. Just talk. Just talk in the background. Uh, hello. hello. Okay, all right, stop. Come, come, come. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Hello. Mine's just me. It's just you? Just me. I wonder if it's because of OBS. I think it could be. Um, Josh says JR and Seth are doubled. I think that's an OBS problem. We need to get ironed out. Well, that's let's take time and iron. We don't have to talk for <laughs> two hours. Hour and a half. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to stuff we should have already had figured out. <laughs> Technical support. The podcast. Three procrastinators. <laughs> oh, shit. Why is it doing that? Well, wait a minute. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Zero sense whatsoever. So we are not gaming while doing this tonight, correct? Because you're currently GPU-less. Uh, I've got GPUs right now, but I won't tomorrow. 
uh, will be gone. No GPUs. They'll all be gone, disappearing uh, to power Poor color. It was funny because uh, I was reading this thing on Reddit the other day. Everything I read from Reddit. So <laughs> this guy uh, sent in his 480s to um, power color, and I sent him back. I think it was two 580s to replace him. So I'm hoping that's the best case scenario for me. Because I don't want the 480s anymore. They're pieces of shit. And I hate them. If you had the right one, it wouldn't be. That's true. That's true. If I did have the right one. All you need is one. One really good one. But but I, but, but I, I got two. Two <laughs> big, bigger than one. I tried, to tell him, I tried to tell him he only needs one. <laughs> I don't listen to anybody. <laughs> if I listen you don't to... Listen. If you I, don't know nothing. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't listen to anybody. I do what I want. I am a strong, independent, white woman. What are you guys watching the stream on for, like, uh, on through Twitch or through YouTube? Uh, you uh, Twitch, usually. Twitch, okay. In a momento. I gotta log in on Twitch. Oh, man, we're hitting red. We're hitting red and orange and all the collars. <laughs> All of the colors of the All of the colors. It's like, like a freaking skit. Sponsored by Skittles. Not sponsored. <laughs> Hashtag not sponsored. Hashtag uh, not an ad. Hashtag could be an ad. This is a tie dad. Hashtag hit us up. Tie dad. This is a tie dad. Hey, did you watch those commercials on Super Bowl, the tie dads? I watched the tie dad. Those were the best. Like, through the whole Super Bowl. Like, everything was a tie dad. The whole Super Bowl was a tie dad. Go green or go home. Next time, Josh, I will be going green. I'm not going red again. Next time there's an upgrade, I'm not doing AMD. Uh, be that green boy. I'll be the green, green boy you know you can't be. I am. The jolly green Giant? boy. Jolly green boy. <laughs> okay. God, it's <laughs> it indicates this is for mature audiences. You're brought to you by... Watch it anyway. <laughs> Sponsored by Toby Keith. He likes guns. And he loves America. Oh, I knew this would be an auspicious podcast because I went to use the bathroom at a gas station today at work. Oh. Toby Keith on the radio. <laughs> How Get do you like me now? <laughs> my way. You think I'm crazy? Uh, it's kind of weird, but all of us knew uh, that song. <laughs> Where are we from? We have no choice. <laughs> it's inevitable. It's in our blood. Toby Keith, go home. Toby Keith. <laughs> Get I, out of my head. <laughs> Get that red solo cup away from me. Uh, it's cringy. So... Earlier today, I was trying to work on this, trying to get things all settled, and I had the same issue I had last time I streamed, or last time we tried to do this, but for some odd reason, I would show up upside down. Neat. Yeah. That's awesome. It's like upside down. This podcast brought to you by Arnold Palmer. Arnold Palmer. Half a sponsor. Half and half. Hashtag not an ad. Hashtag could be an ad. Maybe. <laughs> you just don't know. 
It's one of those ads. Uh, let's see. Alright, guys. Let's get down to business. So, Seth, he's the one who provided this idea for this topic. So, we'll let him start off. Um, Ooh, yeah, pressure. I'm going to just put you under pressure, girl. Ooh. <laughs> so, give me a second. I guess we hit record on Audacity. Okay, once, when you do that, do a countdown, and then we'll all go together and do a new intro. Okay. You guys ready? So we're, just so we're on the, on the same page. Derek, you can start the countdown whenever. Yep. Hang on. <laughs> Three, two, two, one. One. You can you can go, right? <laughs> you guys, we gotta do that. Wrong. <laughs> Welcome to the Bissipedia. <laughs> oh my god. Well, welcome to the Bissipedia Smashcast. If you uh, was here earlier, you're going to hear the same thing I talked about five minutes ago, but in a second time. But in real 3D. <laughs> in real 3D. Remastered. Real 3D. This is remastered. <laughs> Three douches. <laughs> Brought to you by Cons Baloney. It's the best. It's the best. <laughs> so, we're, be, we're going to be doing an 80s-themed nostalgia trip back to the past. We'll be talking about movies, music, cartoons, toys, uh, you know, 80s underwear. The underoos. So, the underoos, yes. And the underoos. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so I'm going to say, uh, after, we, after we're done talking about all the 80s stuff, I am going to provide a special treat by giving my very angry thoughts Uh-oh. on... On the uh, upcoming Ready Player One. Oh. oh, try to keep it a little less spoilery. I still haven't read that book, and I'm planning oh. on reading it before the movie comes out. So, oh, oh, do oh. I need to like tap out for that part of the podcast, or maybe, maybe uh, we can uh, we can save it. I also get the audio book because it's amazing. Well, yeah, I was, that's what's going to be my first Audible, like, free purchase, like, my free book. I yeah. need to, I've been putting it off. I, I need to, like, get on that right now. Okay. Like, do it for real. It's it's narrated, It's read by Will Wheaton, and he does yes. just the perfect job. It's amazing. Wheaton! You know, I, I never understood, like, uh, the popularity of Wheaton. Like, I never understood it. You never... weren't a Star Trek Next Generation fan. Uh, I, don't even, I don't even care about that, like... Shut up, I, Wesley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I you got ever, this. You ever, uh, you ever watch Felicia Days of the Guild? Uh, no. 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 Oh, come on, you guys. Watch that. <laughs> what, what's that thing you said? You said you was a weeaboo a while back about anime. It's about the same thing with uh, every other TV show on, like, that's popular. Like, I don't watch Doctor Who. I don't uh, watch uh, gotta correct that. The Guild. Uh, I don't watch Star Trek, and I don't watch uh, Oprah, <laughs> especially Oprah. You get a podcast, and you get a podcast. Everybody gets you podcast. Get podcast. Everybody gets a podcast. <laughs> she might be our next president. <laughs> no, no, please, no. She might please, be. Please, no. Get invited please, to get back on topic. <laughs> yes, let's let's not go to let's not. Go to I will let Jr. do his angry angry rant at the end, and I will sit here and listen to it. I don't mind if it ruins anything for me. I will still. I mean, I've had people explain stuff to me before. I'm still like, 
you don't get the full grasp of it doing it that way. So I'm not. I'm. I mean, the book is still going to be very enjoyable, regardless of what I say right now, because mm-hmm. I've listened to it probably six times. Wow. Yeah. The thing they did that with the Dark Tower back in the day is like he had audio book for it. Like, oh, you're crazy. cutting. Okay. You're cutting out so bad, man. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You sound like Soundwave. <laughs> Little Beak Eject Operation Screw Up Podcast. That was actually perfect. This was pretty good. You, you sound you sound exactly like him. I just could, I can't tell the difference. Are we good now, though? Yeah, good. You're good. Okay. Now. I'll just must have been the headset being stupid. All right, guys. We'll get uh, Seth go first. All righty. So what are we gonna start with? We gonna start with the '86 movie? We can. Uh, are we okay. talking about Transformers? 86 movies? We're talking about Transformers. Oh, we're start 80, yeah. 80s deliciousness. We're going to start the one thing. So let me give you a little background on myself. Uh, of course, username on here, Darth Prime 27, meaning half Star Wars, half Transformers. And Transformers is my bread and butter, my meat and potatoes of everything that is me. If I could give up anything else in this life, it, the one thing I would not give up is... The robots in disguise. So I have a huge infinity. It's the first thing I can remember. If if you talk memories, I do not remember a time in my life that I did not know and or love Transformers. They've been because it came out in 1984. I was two years old when it came out, so there is no memory that I can remember all the way back to the beginning of my life that does not include Transformers. So slight fan here. You can take away my wife and kid, but don't take away my Autobots. Don't you dare. <laughs> well, Decepticons for me. And ladies, ladies and gentlemen, despite what you might think, Seth is not a virgin. No. Happily married man. He's got a kid. It's, it's a trophy. Sorry, I couldn't, res- couldn't resist Ex- that joke. Had to, had to. Well, ex-high school football player and stuff, such, so not just a your normal nerd here. Or a geek. Not only do you have a kid, but you have an awesome wife. So I do. She lets me do all this crap <laughs> and feeds into my fuel and fire. Even though she'll, she'll uh, I get on her, she'll like call and show me. She'll send me pictures of toys and she'll be like, oh, look, this is awesome. And I'm like, get it. And she's like, later, she's like, why did you spend $50 on that? I was like, well, you sent me the freaking picture of it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Enabler. And so, yeah, it's like, just like, show, look at this big bag of crack I have here. <laughs> <laughs> So don't just, buy it, but I just wanted to show you how cool this bag was and what a great price it is. So I, I can see uh, like how a romantic night with you two would be like. You've <laughs> 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 got, <laughs> got like Transformers memorabilia all over the bed. It kind of it goes like a Transformers version of that uh, on the uh, beginning of the second Turtles movies where the couple's eating pizza. It's kind of like a sprawl, you know, that own form of that. <laughs> He just, he just turns around real quick, whips, and he says, RC, put the spark in my chest. <laughs> I've got the touch. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start calling you Hot Rod. <laughs> so what do I see we're playing down here in the screen? We're playing a little bit of the epic battle that everybody always wanted. The oh, death, yeah. The fight to the death between Prime and Megatron. You know let, me, let me just say how brave they were. How fucking brave they were. To kill Optimus Prime that early in the movie, dude, dude. Well, let's let's. <laughs> they didn't know what they were doing. You know, first and foremost, let's get this right. Transformers, the cartoon, 
is a giant 30-minute, well, you know what, 20 minutes, 23 minutes, whatever, minus commercials, toy ad that played weekly starting in the 80s. During <laughs> the huge, you know, the 80s was the time, if you know, um, let me preface this. I have some friends that are some hardcore, like, Star Wars collectors, and they were from, you know, they were born in, like, the 60s, 70s, and they grew up with the original movie, and that was, like, their one thing. And for them to see that I have even more interest besides one thing like them, like Star Wars is it for them because that was all they had in the 70s. I was like, I grew up in the 80s. They were throwing toys at us left and right and cartoons to go with every toy they made, good or bad. So, you know, that that's what's like my generation's just, oh, crazy because we love all this stuff. So, um... I'm going to come back to that after, you, after you're done talking about Transformers. Yeah. For, so, for something from my childhood. Yeah, so, you know, just like I was saying, uh, you know, finding out that you have more than one love, that's just what happens. But anywho, Transformers 20-minute toy cartoon, that's all they were trying to do was, you know, sell these toys that, you know, we can get on where they came from here in a little bit. Anybody who's a Transformers fan knows the lore and the history, but I can lay it down for you here in a, here in a little bit. And they didn't know how much love that had come from this you know they just thought it's toys kids love the toys yada 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 they didn't realize what a uh, world they built i mean if you anybody knows anything about transformers there's a guy who didn't have a father growing up who was in the military his name he had it legally changed optimus prime so they, they had That's... no idea what they were doing and then after the backlash of killing off prime and you know there was the stories of the kid who locked himself in his closet for two weeks Damn. because of what happened you know kids running out of the theater crying when they killed off prime in the gi joe movie that came what a year or two later uh, the animated movie they were going to kill off duke but because of the backlash of what happened with prime they scrap that idea and duke just gets a little bit you know like mortally wounded but he ends up pulling through at the end of the movie they didn't kill him off they had to change the whole script for that character after what they learned from killing off Optimus Prime. Yeah, I remember that, like, my little mind couldn't process that shit when I was... I didn't get to see the movie until maybe, like, 1992, so at that time I was about five years old. Uh, <clears throat> and when I seen that, like, I, I can still remember it because I had the uh, had the Optimus Prime, some kind of Optimus Prime toy, and it wasn't, like, one of those ones that transformed. It was, like, this one that's just, like, stiff and uh, kind of like a Barbie... You probably had the Action yeah. Master that was towards the end of the toy line. Uh, it Sometimes they came in a little shell or something, but it was just like a stiff, stoic mm. action, action figure instead of an actual you know, Transformer. So that's probably what you had. Yeah, I, I'd say you're probably right. <laughs> mm. I, I just remember like it was like terrible for you know me as a kid. I mean, the only thing that came close to that was uh, watching The Lion. No, 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 wait a minute. The Land Before Time. This is an 80s podcast not the fucking lion king podcast <laughs> land before time land before time when littlefoot's mom died that shit is That's crazy shit. that is yeah. just terrible dude i am 35 gonna be 36 this year i don't watch this scene of prime dying and saying do not grieve without like friggin tears in my eyes every friggin time i watch it because it's like the greatest hero ever i mean you know he did no wrong compared to what, how they have him doing in the horrible Michael Bay movies. Now it's like, give me your face and I'll murder you all. You know, that's not the Optimus Prime I grew up with. You know, he never 
killed and you know this in the movie was the <laughs> the point where he finally got pushed he's like megatron must be stopped no matter the cost and that's the worst he ever got and he didn't kill everybody else he took them all out and stopped the battle here but he didn't like murder everybody you know just him and megatron went at it like that so yeah I, there's that scene i still tear up watching i've seen that movie i can't even tell you how many times i've watched that movie i can almost give you word for word and sound bite for like music playing jesus because that natalie and xander hate watching it because i'll just start racking out the lines like you know <laughs> five seconds before they happen so so not only did they kill prime they make megatron stronger they kill him and reboot him and they make him Leonard Nimoy. Awesome, <laughs> evil Leonard Nimoy, you know. <laughs> Turned him into Galvatron, which, you know, that scene, too, that was, like, pure 80s love. That whole, like, laser techno, you know. It's like the whole the... Galvatron, you know. <laughs> and then he changes them all. That that was awesome. That was the like... light show in this movie is awesome. That was like one of uh, Orson Welles' uh, last uh, performances, it his, right? His very last thing when he really? was done recording. I think he died four days later God, that after sucks. he was done with his lines. And he didn't even know what he was doing. He said, I'm voicing the giant toy that kills other toys or something like that. He had absolutely <laughs> no idea what he was doing, this great actor. And he thought it was just like something stupid he was doing. But, I mean, listen, to that that's like, you know, if you go looking through lists of movies... They're going to put Unicron as one of the big bads, you know, even if people who haven't seen the Transformers movie. Oh, yeah. They're going to, because of the awesome voice work that friggin' Orson Welles did for this. Uh, if you go back and watch the movie, it's just, it's just, you know. <laughs> What's a good line? So I think it's great. He basically just phoned it in and yeah. it was still that great of a performance. On his deathbed. <laughs> yeah, he phoned <laughs> it in on his deathbed, basically. And he came out there, you know. Uh, nobody summons Megatron then Unicron comes back your bargaining posture is highly dubious but as you wish you know it's just awesome it's just awesome he's just powerful and that, I mean that character look Unicron's the big bad now from Transformers from then till now we just had it in the last movie you know yeah. <laughs> the Earth is Unicron you know yeah that was so, uh, that movie I'll just go ahead and tell you about that fucking movie. Like, jump off topic a little bit, real quick. Since, since we're still on the Transformers, we're going. I'm going to go ahead and just talk about what the fuck was wrong with those movies. Like number uh, four and five. <laughs> you have you have a giant frat boy with a lot of money. That's like, yo, bro, you know what, you know what, what a real hero does, bro. He just goes in, shoots him up, you know. Seal Team Six, shoot him dead. That's what Optimus Prime <laughs> is. He's gonna go in there, rip through, and rip ass. You know, he's just gonna kick some ass, bro. Go ass. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, yeah, it's like a dude on steroids. Like, oh, I'm gonna show you what Transformers are. You know, just big friggin' shark machines. Going, bro, we're gonna rip him to shreds, bro. I just like remember. Like Logan, Logan Paul might as well direct it. <laughs> it's about the same friggin', you know. Well, the fourth, the fourth one is shot in uh, Asia. So, I mean, yeah. he's got that going for him. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so I, I, enjoy, I like Transformers 1. It was a great movie. Mm-hmm. I do good, too. The first one was fine. Like, I was Good excited. entry point. Good, good start for a series. Transformers 2? Horrible. Oh, bored, bored me to tears. <laughs> Transformers 3, I thought they brought it back. 
Well, they had a lot. That, a lot of that story in that was a rehash of Generation One episodes from the original. You know, from like season one. They did that with the bringing Cybertron into the atmosphere hmm. and that whole nine. That's a re. There was a lot of like I'd have to watch it over again because when we watched the movie the first time, I think I told you, Derek, because you saw it with me when we saw saw uh, was that Age of Extinction? Yeah. No. No. Mm. No. Dark of the Moon. Dark, Dark of the, of the Moon. moon. Yeah, we went and saw that together, I think, in Huntington, and I came, walked out, and told Derek, I said, there's like three plot points from Generation 1 they used there, so I kind of like that, you know. I thought the, those sucker. two was the best one, so. I'm a sucker for Leonard Nimoy. If you, if you, yes. give, me, if you give me Leonard Nimoy, I'm probably going to like it. Well, you basically got Galvatron again, but as a prime. Yeah. You know, an evil prime at that, you know. Who isn't an evil prime if you go to, like, the regular cartoon canon. You know, Sentinel Prime was the prime before Optimus. And then that's who Optimus got the Matrix from. But so I read, what the, read the comic um, it was about Megatron, how the Decepticons became an uprising where those like miners or some shit. Mm-hmm. And, Basically, Megatron fought was a fighter, kind of like a gladiator. You know, uh, what's the character on Gladiator? What's his name? Uh, Russell, Maximus or something. Oh, Russell, yeah. yeah, he's basically that's basically Megatron. He fought in the like Energon pits of Kaon. And that's how Megatron got his like popularity originally. He was the main fighter. That's why he's so strong and badass. Oh, and then man, he hated see. he considered himself like a slave to the, you know, the aristocratic Transformers. There wasn't Autobots and Decepticons at that time. And he actually found the writings of the Fallen or Megatronus, one of the first thirteen, and you know, that's he was the first Decepticon. You know, they take that from Revenge of the Fallen, that whole idea is where that comes from. Hmm. That's what he did. He started the Decepticons and made the symbol from, you know, basically Megatronus's face, the, you know, Decepticon symbol. And then he started and others joined Soundwave being one of his first, you know, to join him. Soundwave, Starscream. And we got some Transformers deep cuts going on here. <laughs> dude, dude, that's not even scratching the lore because there's like so <laughs> many different ways they've taken. Uh-oh. Let's just go back. Let's just go back to the original. Okay, the original has, like, three different storylines. Okay, the original was a Marvel comic first, before the cartoon. So you have... Jeez, how do I even want to go? Anybody that knows Transformers knows this, but I'm going to talk to, like, you know, like everybody does not know Transformers lore. So, here's how Transformers start. We'll get, we'll give the... Hopefully I'll give the abridged version here without boring everybody to tears. <laughs> So there was like three different toy lines in Japan back in the 70s. The Diaclone uh, toy line, the Microman and the Microchangers. Shoot, I'm forgetting that there were Microman and Diaclone. I can remember right off the top of my head. But those toy lines didn't do well. They were just transforming robots and and, and uh, dinosaurs, the Dinobots. So a lot of your, your first season Transformers were all these toys done in the 70s. Three different toy lines they all came from. <clears throat> didn't do well over in Japan. A Hasbro executive from here in the States somehow did a trip to Japan or something of that nature and saw these toy lines and knew that they were up for sale from uh, Takara, who is the partner with you know Hasbro nowadays, if you know any Japanese or anything, or you'll see on Transformers on the actual toys, they'll say Takara Hasbro. Takara is the, ha the company over in Japan that had these originally. So the Hasbro exec gets these and, you know, says we need to make 
a story around them. So they hire one of the guys, Bob Budiansky, who's the main creator of the Transformers lore, and gives them these toys and says, here, let's you know, make make us a world out of that. So and he, he comes up with the Autobots and the Septicons, the Autobots basically being the land-based robots, the cars and such, and the military-based robots are the jets, you know, air-based air, air <laughs> ones. And a gun. Yes, and a gun. Mm. <laughs> and Just a gun. A straight being, gun. Straight gun. War P-38, yeah. Um, they they make them the Decepticons, and they start doing the lore of the Transformers, and first, the Marvel comic. And then what most of us know, you know, unless you're a hardcore Transformers fan, besides the Marvel comics, and yes, the Transformers are in the same universe with Captain America and Spider-Man. There's even, I've got crossover issues of old comics with them with Spider-Man when he had the black suit on, the original huh. symbiote suit. is him with fighting with the Transformers, with the Autobot, against the Decepticons. Um, I have to show those to you sometime. But anyway, they're in the same world. Marvel Comics started here, and then the then we have the cartoon universe. And then after the Marvel Comics started to kind of peter off over here, they Simon Furman, who is the great writer of most of the Transformers lore we have today, a British writer, he took them over and they did them in the comics in the UK. So right at the beginning, you have three different kind of like continuities of the Transformers lore right off that everybody goes from, and then those branched off in the early, uh, two, not late 90s, early 2000s is the Dreamwave comics. Uh, now IDW has the Transformers license for comics, so, and they've got all kinds of reinvented the lore a bajillion times of how everything... So, you, you, this whole thing starts off, you know, right off with three different continuities, basically. Uh, but, but it all comes back to selling those toys from... Uh, Japan, you know, relabeling, giving you your good guys and your bad guys, Autobots and Decepticons, and then going from there. Hmm. So, and th and there's reason. There's also your reason why Transformers beat out the GoBots that we could talk about later, is because what do you think Transformers beat beat out GoBots as being better? Just give me, go for it, guys. Tell so, me. Can, um, go ahead. GoBots are there. The GoBots are the Kmart of Transformers. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. Are. You, you, you got me. That's exactly. But you know what the main reason why? Mm. It's because they didn't have faction symbols. Oh, really? Oh. Think about it. You had two factions in the GoBots. You had the uh, the Guardians, the good guys, and the Renegades. They didn't have symbols. You had no idea. A bad guy and a good guy. They weren't. They were all mixed of what type of vehicles they were, and none of them had faction symbols so you just had to know this guy's a good guy and this guy's a bad guy but you know transformers easy to tell you had the rub sign remember on the toys you can rub your finger on oh yeah it will change yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you got autobots and decepticons it's labeled for you yeah no i didn't go bots and that's the main factor they attribute to the GoBots crapping out not only were they generic some and they didn't have the awesome transforming noise when they transformed but they didn't have a faction symbol, so it was hard for kids to know who was the good guy and who was the bad guy. It's like a, I mean, it's got it was kind of like a second rate, um, like the animation on the show on the GoBots is way, way, way. Uh, yeah, worse. and Transformers later gets crappy. Season three, they they shifted off to a 
you know, uh, Sunbow and, and Marvel was doing that got crappy. But yeah, GoBots was kind of crappy animation. But you know what? It wasn't the voice acting because most of the same voice actors that voice your G1 Transformers are voicing your get there. I mean, what hasn't Frank Welker done? Every cat meow or a wolf growl you've ever heard in a cartoon, guess who did it? Frank, Frank Welker. Welker. Yeah, I mean, he's Fred, you know, Fred from Scooby-Doo. He's now Scooby and Fred because, you know, Don Messick, the guy who did Scooby-Doo, died, and that was his mentor, and he took over when Don died. Um, Cliff Jumper and Blue Streak on, trans- on G1 Transformers voiced by um, Casey Kasem. Oh, <laughs> you yeah. know, one of the most famous DJs just listen to, it, you know. One, they're both basically his normal voice. Blue, uh, Blue Streak's a little whinier. You know, Peter Collin was Prime and he was Ironhide. But Frank Welker, not only was he Megatron, he's Soundwave. They just digitized his voice with, uh, you know, iconic, you know, <laughs> you know, robotic-y voice that Soundwave has. Rumble, Frenzy. Oh, shoot, which one? Of, he's one of the Constructicons. Man, those guys got around. Those guys are, st- I mean, my gosh, look up Peter Kong, Frank Welker alone, and look at the voices they've done. Uh, from that to, you know, early stuff brought over Saber Rider, Bultron, all those 80s cartoons. Those guys, um, let's see, Neil Ross, um, oh shoot, Greg Berger. I've met Greg Berger, freaking honor, who does Grimlock's voice. I mean, just, yeah, you're, so you got. Look at Peter Collins' list. I mean, all the cartoons. You'll, there's cartoons there you don't even realize. I hear Peter Cullen all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did not know he voiced the Predator. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's fucking crazy. So, yeah, I knew he did. I know he was in uh, uh, Winnie the Pooh was Eeyore. I always knew that one. He's Eeyore, yeah. Man, he's got, he's got quite the, uh resume here so this mainly his movies G.I. Joe I mean all these you know the same Thunbow did the G.I. Joe cartoon so mm. if you watch G.I. Joe it basically has the same feel as Transformers you know the whole animation it's all the same voice voice actors you know go start looking at the voice actors for those shows you know Casey Kasem uh, Don Messick Don Messick who did Scooby Doo he's a G1 Transformer he's Gears a little like attitude guy that always everything sucks a little, oh, a little yeah. like red car if you remember gears the one's got asperger's well there's scooby-doo voices you know one of them um, i know i'm forgetting all kinds of the actors but it's just hard to start my favorite of course is starscream that's my favorite character ever and the reason i love starscream is because of the voice actor named chris lotta who did his voice mm. also also, if you watch G.I. Joe, you'll know the voice right off. Freaking Cobra Commander. He just Starscream's voice with a bunch of at the end of everything that he does. <laughs> yeah, I, I like I like Starscream. He's probably one of my favorites. No, I love Jets. So, you know, Jet and his awesome whiny voice as Starscream always trying to usurp Megatron. It was just awesome character. So it's like watching, like, Game of Thrones before Game of Thrones came out. It like was, when he was a yeah. kid. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm going to kill you, Megatron. <laughs> then he finally does. <laughs> Back to the movie. Then he finally does. And that lasts for all of two seconds. It's like, well, <laughs> you got what you wanted. <laughs> With the best line, as you know, he's standing there and he gets 
crowned and then you hear a jet come roaring in and this is after the whole unicron scene now megatron's turned into galvatron and he comes in the jet and starscream screams who disrupts my coronation and then galvatron pops out of cyclonus and he says coronation starscream this is bad comedy <laughs> and then starscream's back with megatron is that you Here's a hint, and then he transforms into a freaking artillery cannon and just blasts them into ashes. <laughs> and that's just violent. There's there's another thing to talk about this movie. It's a total different from the first two seasons we had on TV where they just shoot themselves and, like, you know, repair in no time. This movie, because toys, hey, we're putting out new toys, killed off multiple characters violently. Yeah. That's the way the 80s were. The the shows and everything were way more violent. You couldn't get away with that today. The censors would be all over you. I mean, Starscream literally gets turned shot. There's electrodes, you know, in this big laser show around him. Black ash and crumbles into nothing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, It it still, like, bothered me. It bothered me as a kid, like, the, the first, like, scene where the Decepticons attacked. And uh, Megatron goes, die, Autobots! And he transforms into the gun, and Starscream shoots him, uses him to shoot, like, all the Autobots down, and they literally, like, prowl, it hits him, and you can see that, like, his innards melt, and he belches that through his mouth, like the smoke, as he falls over. And then, you know, then they shoot through the chest of Ironhide and Ratchet, and then Ironhide, you know, he's crawling... And he says, no, and it grabs Megatron's leg, and he says, such heroic nonsense, and usually takes his hand cannon and just blows his face off and the floor. You don't even see it. You just see, like, the explosion from the bottom of the sh- It was just nuts what they did on that. So, that's, like, I, I remember, like, you know, <coughs> the first time I ever watched that movie, and I heard, I think it was... Um, it was the dad of Win Wick Wicky Whitty, whatever his name is. Spike. Uh, Spike. Um, yeah. I heard him. He said something like uh, "damn" or "son of a bitch" or something like he said, that. He says, "Oh shit, what are we gonna do now?" They actually added cuss words to it to get it pumped up to PG. For the <laughs> so I remember he that said, was he like says that. He says that. I have the you know the edited in the version, but he says that when Unicron's like sucking him and Bumblebee into him. You know, after he destroyed, ate, like, ate the moon um, that they were on. He says that, and then uh, when Ultra Magnus is trying to open the Matrix, he says, open, damn it, open. And that's that's your two big cuss words for Transformers. Ever. Is that, is that the only two? Until you get the Michael Bay movies. They never oh, cuss. yeah. Once you get to Michael Bay, you get into uh, racism and just pure... <laughs> uh, uh, I think Michael the Bay... Michael Bay movies- Michael Bay movies didn't happen in the 80s. No. Yes. But he shit all over them. <laughs> he shit he on the 80s. Most of them. He shit on most of them. That and the fucking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and... Oh, God. Here's another thing about the 80s that makes that, like, the transform be so great. And I read an article the other day. If I could find that, I need to share that to you guys on the Discord here. About how that movie introduced a guy to metal. Like, the, the author of this article I read, like, he never heard, like, metal, you know, before, it was before, like, even Metallica and them were out, but they hadn't, you know, the Black Album hadn't happened and, you know, such, and he hadn't got introduced to, like, heavy metal until you get the soundtrack, which I have on my iPhone, I've bought off iTunes, you know, <laughs> and if I'm filming, like, 80s hair metal, you know, I, I whip out the Transformers soundtrack, and that's what makes this movie also, like, so lasting, is, like, this ripping 
like heavy metal soundtrack they put on this with uh, Lion doing the theme song metal and uh, you got Weird Al doing Dare to Be Stupid, which is oh, great. Yeah. great. That's my ringtone for when Jay calls me. He knows it. You got the touch. Finding an excerpt for us here. You got the power. You guys go ahead and talk for a second. Let me see if I can find that article real quick about that. (laughs) Song. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk a minute about like we were talking earlier about uh, TV shows that were based on toys. Mm Mm-hmm. So one that was big for me, I don't know if you ever got into this like like, like I did, uh, or even if you know, remember anything about it, a show that I came across in the 80s and had to have like all the toys I could get for it was Dino Riders. Uh, I did have Dino Riders. And here we go again. Those voice actors? Same voice actors, yeah. Same voice actors. Krulos uh, the Big Bad, Frank Welker. Frank the Welker, again. Rasp, Rasp, the Snake Guy. Chris Lotta, Starscream and Cobra Commander. You know, go back and listen to me. Rasp it up even more to go by the character name. Same voice actors. Uh, one of the good guys, I forget, like the third in command of the, kind of the big scrapping guy, it's Peter Collin. <laughs> you know, on the good guy's yeah. side. Uh, those are all the same voice actors. Go full them. They were doing all the same shows, all these crazy shows. Saber Rider, uh, that. Uh, you remember Saber Rider? Did you ever see that one? It was like a Western... No, like I don't Power think Rangers, like set in space. Oh, check it out. Awesome. He has a robot horse, man. It's so 80s. Robot horse. <laughs> it's so amazing, the 80s. But when I was a kid, uh, I was so into dinosaurs. It was ridiculous. And then, then, I, then I don't even know if I ever saw this show on TV. Like I had a VHS tape of the first episode that I just watched over and over again. <laughs> I had and, that same one. It, it, I don't even think it had a, did it have a, it had a case, didn't it? Because I thought uh, it came with a toy or something, maybe. I don't know if it did or not. I just I, I remember watching that video over and over again, and uh, and I had to have these toys, these dinosaurs with fucking laser guns on their head and shit. How <laughs> was that not the coolest thing ever when you're three years old? If you'd see the new Transformers toys, they brought back the original Dinobots. They have the new current toy line called Power of the Primes, and they have like these pieces that sit on top of them, and like you can clip their their like robot mode guns and weapons onto them. It looks like Dino Riders, <laughs> basically. I'd have, I'll have to send you some pictures. You'll, you'll automatically. I just got rid of my Dino Rider. I had a huge collection. I had the Brontosaurus, that big, giant, frigging one, that that you know, big command center on the back of it with the crane and everything. It was awesome. Well, for my third birthday, I got the I got the T Rex. Mm, T Rex, great. He walks. And you know. For that one day, because I was fucking three years old, for that one day it was complete. It had all the fucking shit all over it, mm. and it was just—it was amazing. And I was just so stoked on this toy. Those toys had so many tiny pieces; it was ridiculous. You talk about a toy that's hard—toys that are hard to find complete because all those little guns and everything they had. How did I never swallow any of that? Is what I'm. <laughs> oh, you did. You just didn't even notice it. There. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I probably I probably passed like. A hundred Dino Rider laser guns and shit. <laughs> Just like eat them. You, har- you harness the power. I harness the power. <laughs> Dino Riders. It's like one of these days you're going to take a shit, then you're going to find them. You're like, oh, that's where they've been. So one that's actually it. stuck in your like GI tract and it finally dislodges. <laughs> so, so they had this this show 
And uh, Derek's got the the episode playing on his thing. That's the one that I the vi- the video I had. Mm-hmm. You watch it to the middle, and in the middle is the fucking toy commercial for the toys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're made by Tyco. Tyco, yeah, they knew what they were doing. <laughs> Harness the power, Dino. Yeah, dude, I loved dinosaurs as a kid. So you know, like the Dinobots and Transformers. This thing came out. Went nuts for it. And you know, they later took those toys, the leftover toys they had, and got rid of all the guns and crap. And if you went to the Smithsonian, the toys were so lifelike to, like, the dinosaur models. If you went to the Smithsonian and bought the dinosaur toys from the museum, they were the Dino Rider toys without all the Oh, weapons. yeah. Yeah, I remember, I, I remember seeing the T-Rex just as a T-Rex. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just, mm-hmm. you know, just as a toy, and I'm like, that's the same it's one. like T-Rex dinosaur toy, but it's the same toy. They bought all the leftovers from Tyco when the toy line died. Hmm. Well, they, they sold them at, uh, they sold them, uh, Smithsonian branded, they sold them at, uh, mm-hmm. at, like, Hills, at Hills and stuff, too, because that's where yeah. I saw it at. Hills and, up on, uh, uh, up on where B-Dubs is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, back yeah. in the day. I love fucking Hills. Man, like. Oh, I love Hills. We I'm had hearts down our way. All digits? Yeah, I think we had hills too, maybe, but we had hearts, and my hearts is where, in the 80s, you'd walk in, and that's when they did toy aisles of, if you had that toy, that whole aisle, both sides was that toy. Yeah. So I'd go down and, like, Transformers galore. They had two end caps to that aisle were Transformers, the big popular ones, and the rest were down the line. I got another one for you that I was big into as a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was born in 85, so, you know. Yeah, I... you're not far behind. Um. Uh, like I, I try to talk about this to people, but like hardly anybody remembers it. I think you will, Seth. Uh, <laughs> I love the eighties. Hey, beyond, remember the eighties? <laughs> beyond the mechanical storytelling robot, I was huge into the Teddy Ruxpin cartoon. <laughs> I don't think I watched the cartoon a lot. I do remember it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was younger, so it it appealed to me. Mm-hmm. Uh. And, uh, I mean, I, I had the, the robot that told the stories, but I also had, like, action figures and shit, and VHS tapes and whatnot. But uh, that's another one that uh, that I was super into in the 80s. I have Natalie's Teddy Ruxpin with, like, every one of the tapes in a bag in our closet back here. Oh, wow. That's crazy. I, I, she always wanted. She never. She always wanted the grubby, the big worm that you had to have Teddy to hook to. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I don't think I ever had him. I had the, I had the mechanical Teddy Ruxpin, the one that told stories, and then I had one that danced when you made sound, which is. You, you see, that brought Teddy back. It didn't. You? It's like on the toy shelves right now. Go get a the new modern Teddy Ruxpin. Yeah, uh, I actually got that pull up right now. It's got a faux hawk. Because of course, a, you know. Yeah, of course they don't have an original idea. Wow! Aha, I finally found that episode. Friggin' Facebook hide. This one has <laughs> a. Uh, how quick an article gets buried. This oh, one. Oh, the new Teddy Rexman looks fucking creepy. Oh my Isn't god! He? Oh god, get that thing off your chest! <laughs> I don't want to look at its de- demon eyes. <laughs> look at that heart! Jesus! I'm coming for your soul, Jr. <laughs> if that ain't Five Nights at Freddy's inspired, I don't know what is. Oh, it's like a fucking. It's like a. Fucking Teddy Ruxpin Furby. Yeah, he's gonna find his old Teddy Ruxpin and like hollow out the head and put it on like Five Nights at Freddy's too when you hit in the, the head of the head of the animatronics. Oh yeah. Don't come for me, new, new Teddy Ruxpin. Let me see here. I want to share it on the Twitch chat here so everybody can enjoy. Maybe. 
See, my big thing was... Yeah, girls, don't be racist or a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, my big thing in the 80s, like, I, I was born in 87, so I didn't get the full uh, 80s experience. I got three years of it, um, which one or two years I don't remember shit from, and I probably won't remember it when I was three. But um, my big thing that I remember was uh, <clears throat> The Land Before Time. Mm. So you guys... I, I were, had a stuffed little foot. Oh yeah, I was all about this when I was a kid too. Dinosaurs was my thing, so this was right up my alley. I, I watched this video. I can't tell you how many times. I, dude, I, I when I was a kid, I watched this. I <laughs> devoured dinosaurs. I, I see. I don't remember watching Dino Riders or anything like that. I remember. No, you missed out, man. Yeah, that was. Man, I mean, it was. It was right there. <laughs> real quick on Dino Riders. Here's the difference between the good guys use like these Heartstone things and actually like psychically talk to the dinosaurs so they were buddies. The bad guys, the Krulons, had these things called brain boxes that they would catch the dinosaurs and put these big, like, mind-control devices on. And then they'd be like, their eyes would change and go from, like, you know, the full, like, regular eye to, like, this little dilated tiny pupil. It was crazy. I mean, like, when you take a look at Land Before Time right now, and you compare it to you know a lot of the cartoons that come out these days. The only thing that really came close that you think about is this Lion King. But the one thing that separates Land Before Time to pretty much any other movie in the 80s, aside from you know, Five Will Goes West and uh, All Dogs Go to Heaven, um, mm-hmm. Don Bluth. Say, is is uh, Land Before Time, is that Don Bluth? It's, a, it's a Don Bluth, and Steven Spielberg actually produced it. Uh, so you had Don Bluth was awesome. So in the eighties, you know, back when people we we drawn our cartoons and uh, before Flash came around and you know Maya and everything. Uh, I mean, we had Don Boop, Don Bluth, um, some of the best cartoons of the eighties. All Dogs Go to Heaven. If you watch that right now. Like, you catch all the, like, adult stuff that was in there. Like, you you shouldn't have been watching it as a kid, for the most part. Cause oh, my there's... God. That's half the stuff in the 80s. Oh, yeah. I let, I let my kid watch All Dogs Go to Heaven not that long ago, and I'm watching it. And I'm like, what did I watch when I was a kid? <laughs> I mean, that <laughs> one... You got the one dog, Carface, he's fucking smoking the whole time. Mm-hmm. One cigar smoking, kids' faces and shit. And then you got full-on fucking Satan that pops up out of the ground towards the end to try to take Charlie to hell. And he's like, what did, what did I watch when I was a kid? You had that alligator. Like, it was basically Isaac Hayes the alligator. Um, I mean, Hello, children. I mean, he, he's like wanted to fuck the dog. And, I mean, dude, it was, it was good stuff. Like, there was violence in it. Like, some of the those innuendo. Uh, I mean, there's cursing, all that shit, like, and Don Bluth's, like, his animation style and everything, it's like, um, you know it's his stuff. Compared to anybody else, you know, if you, if Don Bluth is on the, uh, title of the film, you know what you're getting, you're getting quality, and that's what I remember a lot about the 80s in terms of, like, cartoons, like, like, right now on the screen, we've got All Dogs Go to Heaven, like I said, it's, it's a fucking masterpiece, but uh, land before got time. Part coming up right now where Satan's coming up. It's yeah. Right now. <laughs> There's a. <laughs> but but land before time, like even today, I could be watching that movie, and I watch the first like ten minutes of that film, and I swear to God, every time I watch it, 
I'm just like Seth when it comes to Optimus Prime. I tear up during that part because it's like, you know, <laughs> I think that's quite one of those things. Like Disney, they always had a thing. One of the parents have to die. And for some odd reason, Littlefoot's mom had to die. <laughs> but it was just, ah, oh, dude. Oh my god, look at that shit. This that's is terrifying. fucking crazy, man. Isn't it? That's oh my what I'm god. saying. No wonder we all had crazy nightmares <laughs> growing up as kids. I had nightmares between this and, you know, like crawling through my drop ceiling because there was a xenomorph crawling after me. Oh, like, God, dude. When they're crawling through and, and, and aliens, you know, when they're crawling through the. Mm. Look at that. God, that movie. That's, what, that's what I'm saying. That's nightmare fuel. We'll talk about some other messed up cartoons here in a little bit. We'll try to jump on that. I've got one that as an adult I cannot watch without it just like screwing with my mind. But we'll talk about All that. Alright. Alright. If you guys give me one minute, you guys can go ahead. I want to go use the restroom really quick. Alrighty. <laughs> but I'll, you guys continue. I'll be right back. JR, anything other crazy cartoon? Ladies? I mean. Apart from Ninja Turtles and the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, that was those are my <laughs> those are my jams. <laughs> yeah, those are good stuff. What else was good? Did you, did you ever watch Voltron? Not till later. I mean, I had I had seen it, but I didn't really know what it was enough to appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And and then much later, uh, Toonami is what introduced mm, me to, to brought Voltron. brought it back to you. So you, were, you got into Voltron post-Power Ranger then. You know, like Power yes, Rangers coming yes. out. So you didn't even realize, oh, there was uh, five teams without attitudes already, like, rocking a giant robot. <laughs> you know? uh, I was I was kind of smart enough to put it together to where we be like, okay, this this must have been the inspiration. Well, no, not I really, guess maybe not, not really, because no, Super, Super Sentai. Sentai yeah, well, <laughs> Voltron. So. Yeah, Super Sentai had gone on forever, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, Speaking that's, of Super Sentai... That's a podcast for another day, isn't it? Some cool Japanese stuff. Yeah. You might have to get into that. Speaking of Super Sentai, I just got to throw this out there real quick. <laughs> yeah. If you can find it, go back and watch the first episode of the of Super Sentai uh, when they started the part that started our Power Rangers, like that era. Zoo Ranger. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. How so? Like I've seen, I've seen some of it. I'm getting ready to actually purchase a bunch of them from the Shout Collection. You can buy them all, the complete series from Shout. It's so not weird. a sponsor. Wish it was a sponsor, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Everything you know, like that is where. See if you've ever heard that argument of people who are like Super Sentai versus Power Rangers, because a lot of the stuff that happens in those shows, unless you get Japanese culture and the Japanese jokes. Do not translate well <laughs> over yeah. to to America, so it does kind of kill it. I used to not be that because I was a Power Rangers fan first before Super Sentai, so you know it was like, oh, I love Power Rangers. But then after you start watching the other stuff, you're like, mm. there's been a few shows they've done better as Power Rangers than they did in Japan as Super Sentai. Yeah, there's some crazy stuff. The Green Ranger, he dies over there. He doesn't just, like, lose his powers. They full-on, like, kill them all. I was wondering when he was going to get to uh, Power Rangers. Yeah, uh, that's Vol- 90s. That's for the 90s podcast. Voltron got us there. Yeah, oh, we're Voltron. Talking Voltron. There's something crazy. The the Japanese version, Go Lion, you know, uh, Sven doesn't just, you know, get captured. He gets, like, full-on murdered. <laughs> you know, it is way more them chopping those monsters in half and everything, if you watch it. See, like... 
it wasn't Voltron that got me in. There, there was a thing that That's the first anime brought over to America. You know, was you it? Know, it was yeah. So I didn't know. Well, I thought Speed Racer was. Did it predate? Did they bring it over first? I always thought Voltron. A lot of people credit Voltron as me. And didn't didn't we didn't we get Astro Boy and Gigantor? I think so. we did, but I thought Voltron. I thought they brought it over first. I'm not saying those aren't older, but I think it was the first one brought over and dubbed. If I yeah, maybe looks like people uh, credited that way. It may not be. I thought I've always credited, but I you know people will say that. I could be wrong. It looks like I, don't know. Uh, I used to watch. I used to watch Gigantor when I was a kid, and the the, the dubs on it sounded so bad. I thought it had to be old. Most of the guys on Voltron, there, there you go again. That uh, Karan, there's Peter Collin. <laughs> you know, Neil Ross is <laughs> is Keith. You know, so those guys doing Transformers, doing all those '80s guys, workhorses. Uh, you know, and they didn't get paid like they do today. You know, just like anything else. But so I like the uh, reboot of it that they recently released, but. I mean, of what Voltron? Yeah, it was on Netflix. Oh, Legendary Defender! Oh, it's it's amazing. It's yeah, it's, it's, it's fucking amazing. great. It's it's better than maybe the original. You know, it's like the guys doing it. You can tell they have have an absolute love for it. Mm. So, but yeah, the new design and everything looks awesome. But I mean, we were talking. I was talking on a uh, toy collector uh, group on, on on Facebook. How badass is Voltron? Like, I still get like goosebumps when they combine. You know, you know, you get in the whole like montage there, and then he comes down and does that badass like arm cross where it's like metal, ching, and then all the lion heads roar. He like kicks out his legs and his arms, and you know it's like friggin' on. You know, <laughs> Voltron's like ready to kick some ass. This is like I always loved. He put his his lion hands together and created the sword that that did it for me. Form blazing sword. But why didn't he do it like right off? That was another I was talking about I with know. the guy. Like as soon as Blazing Sword was out, it was on. It's the same chance. It's the same thing with Power Rangers, like um, Power Sword, yeah. Yeah, like so so Power Rangers you got the Mega Sword come out and it's like, Oh, I'm gonna punch him for a while. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're getting our ass kicked. We need the power sword. See yeah, well there was one I really enjoyed which I didn't get to, like I said, I didn't get to watch some of these cartoons or remember them. Until, you know, I watched them when I was a kid, and when I was growing up, it was like, you know, 1990 on. That's when I started, you know, I was able to pick shit up. Um, but one that came out in the 80s was kind of pre-dated uh, uh, Power Rangers for America. Um, it was Ronin Warriors, which came out in that. Oh, 19- dude, Ronin Warriors. Yes. Oh, gee. It was fucking sweet. I actually got banned from watching that show when I was a kid by my parents. Why? Because they were super religious and Talpa was an evil spirit. Oh, oh. dude, that that show, that show was sweet. Like the action, um, the suits, like it, it was just a sweet show. And there's, there, there's your great example, Jr. Of not understanding Japanese culture of how they like handle like evil spirits uh, and such. Yeah. yeah, I loved Ronin Warriors. That was my shit. Ronin Warrior. Like, well, dude, well, if you'd see some of the toys they brought out for them, oh, I had armor. some. I had yeah, some. but I'm talking like now, like the collector's grade toys. They're like a hundred bucks oh, yeah. a pop. Yeah, gorgeous, like way better. Vacuum chrome on the metal on the for the armor and everything. 
Messy, I got pulled. I, I had some of the ones that came out in the in the you know mid nineties whenever the show was out over here. Oh, mm-hmm. those are sweet. So I was like the one, the one that had like the British accent voice. You know, he's yeah. armor, armor of the strata. <laughs> that was really awesome. Yeah, their armor. Like, do you remember what what was the? Uh, they had a lion. I'll say, um, I was a white tiger. I was trying. Yeah, to... that. No, the white armor. It's when all of them gave uh, Ryu their power, and he got the armor of the Inferno. Okay. Yeah. That so, was actually the toy. The toy that I had was the Inferno armor. That was like his powered up version. Like the big bad Talpa couldn't stop him when he had that. He was because it was like all the armors combined into one super armor. Who was who was the one evil guy on that show? Uh, I can't remember like hardly any of their names. He had the chain weapon, the hook. Quake with fear. He yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Who's, what was oh, his name? I don't remember his name? He ended up being a good guy after his mask got like broke, and you know, he yeah, turned good, and he didn't have his helmet on with his armor. He was he was like for me, he was like the Vegeta before Vegeta. <laughs> That's a good comparison, man. That's an absolutely great comparison. It's yeah, his... he was pre-Vegeta. He had something called the Black Inferno armor. He was one of the Dark what was, Warlords. What was his name? Uh, let's see. I can't read Japanese. Why can't I read Japanese? Wikipedia, man. <laughs> uh, let's see, villain. What is your name? Uh, list of Running Warriors characters. There he is. His name was Anubis, wasn't it? Was ah, it I think you're right. I bet you're Arego. I bet it was Anubis. Wait a minute. There was, there was Anubis and the one with the uh, the one that was higher up than him. His name was Talpa. You know, you said this came in the 80s, though, but did you see it didn't air until 95? It may have been the 80s from over there, so we're going to pull from that. Yeah, because yeah. like I said, I... I <laughs> That's our I, excuse. In the, in the States, it was 95. That was like mid-90s when it came out. So, I mean, that's the same like for Dragon Ball and shit like that. Like, it started out in the 80s. Yeah, when we get in the 90s, there's going to be a huge nostalgia trip there because oh. some of the stuff I still love the days. The 90s, the 90s was pretty rocking, too. When we do that, oh <laughs> that god, podcast. we we so could probably. It was good. It was Anubis, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, he. Was, I always thought he was he was just too cool for school, man. His, and his, out of all the bad guys they had, he was the one that threatened them. Like he was the, like the main one, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I liked this. Ronan Warriors, Power Rangers, but good. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, Ronin Warriors was my shit when I was a kid. That was just that was I thought that was the coolest thing to watch. No but none of my friends watched it. Nobody cared about it. And I watched it. I thought it was great. Oh man, this uh this drawing Armor of the is so sweet. I, I I would like to get some of these action figures. They were basically kinda like uh uh Voltron though, because like the orange like colored you know, yellow colored one, he was kinda like hunk, you know, bigger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They kept with that. They keep that. You know, the Japanese love that color scheme thing with Super Sentai. You know, that whole whole thing. Yeah. You can kind of tell, like their armor was kind of. I mean, I'm not saying it looked like Gundam, but it looks a lot like Gundam. Man, that's that's, that's dude. That's samurai armor. 
That's way before they even started talking cartoons, man. Oh. That's ancient feudal sam. That's like be like all their armors were like feudal lord armors, not just the normal samurai armor. That was like if you were the lord, the big bad warrior, you had that kind of armor. It's pretty sweet looking. I, I'm just talking about like the colorization and mm-hmm. just the way it kind of looks. It, it looks did, a lot did like you ever Gundam. Watch it? Did but, you watch it when you were a kid, Derek? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. When I was a kid, I'd watch it. Like it came on at like what something weird. I it was eleven two thirty or something. You know. Yeah. On, on Fox. It was like the afternoon. It's it was those. That's what they snuck in those animated ones. That and. I know it's '90s, but we'll we'll, we'll stray. But uh, Samurai Pizza Cats. Samurai, I was getting ready to talk about Samurai Pizza. Oh Cats. yeah. <laughs> Who do you call when you want some pepperoni? Samurai Pizza. I don't know if I've heard this one You've before. You never watched Samurai Pizza Cats? No, dude. I, oh, I, I love this. I loved how like now I can look back on it and I'm like, okay, now you have the obviously gay villain. <laughs> yes, the big cheese. The big cheese. He was all the time talking like this. <laughs> the big cheese is the villain who's lower than... It's a rotten shame. He lives in little Tokyo. Wow. I- I've never yeah, heard I- of this. Yeah, I kind of do theme songs. Cartoon theme songs are kind of my thing. Like, if I was <laughs> rolling down the street, you're going to pull up next to me and hear, like, cartoon theme songs rocking in my car. So I'll be playing the immigrant song while you're playing <laughs> the theme song to fucking Masters of the Universe. Oh, my gosh. Hey, man. <laughs> So, so I wouldn't mind talking about uh, I wouldn't mind talking about Masters of the Universe. Not go for it. You go for it. Not the cartoon. The, fe- <laughs> the feature Dolph film. Movie. Yep. Another thing that I loved in the in in my childhood was the Dolph Lundgren. Uh, did you yell at the TV and say, "He man, why did you kill Apollo Creed?" <laughs> no, no, I had I had. Why not did seen you Rocky. break him? <laughs> no, I had I had not seen Rocky. At the time, I, you know, Dolph Lundgren, he was He-Man to me before he was Ivan Drago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I watched that movie constantly. And I tried to watch it here recently, and I'm just like, wow, this movie's bad. <laughs> Have you ever tried to watch go- That cartoon doesn't hold up either. Go watch that cartoon. Oh, yeah, I tried to watch it, too. You talk about super gay cartoon. It's yep. He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. <laughs> This is going to be a highly unpopular opinion right here, but I'm going to go ahead and just let it out. So, okay. we're talking about bad movies in the 80s, mm-hmm. and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was not that good. The original? I it didn't. Came out in 1990. Was it yeah, 1990? 90. Uh, 91, I think. I thought it was 90, in the 80s. 91. 91. I was there opening night, and it was movie, sold out. That movie taught me how to cuss. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. See, I, see, I, see, I'm getting the 80s and 90s kind of... Yeah, see, that's that's but, the weird thing about the 90s, though. The 90s actually kind of loses an identity because the first half of the 90s like the 80s is up. like the 80s. Yeah. And then it, the second half of the 90s is like the early 2000s. It, oh, no, it's, they're it's, just the 90s. The second half of the 90s was like what you think of as the 90s. The first suppose, half of the 90s yeah. was like left over at the 80s. Like, it just like, oh, the 80s are over? We didn't realize it. I don't like think ninety to ninety five, like, like everything pre PlayStation One, is <laughs> yes. is still the eighties. Yes, so I I I've, I don't think the eighties. Well, the nineties really began until nineteen ninety seven. That's when nineteen ninety seven. Nineteen ninety seven. That's that's when the nineties began. 
Like what is that? Alanis Morissette, Jewel, <laughs> uh, fucking. You see, no, see, you're discounted though because you're 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 missing out on like '94 when you've got fucking Nirvana and Pearl Jam, Weezer, Green Day. Freaking Nevermind, come on, man. You got a point. Sound Soundgarden. Soundgarden, all of that. So so uh, I guess '94. Uh, music of my life. So that's '94. So I mean, that's that's '90s. Maybe '97 was just like the midway points uh, where, where everything started going downhill. But I can't really say that because Alanis Morissette's still awesome. I don't care well, what you got say. great you got great stuff around then too. I mean, this is turning into a '90s thing, and <laughs> we need to get back on topic. Yeah, we'll get back to the '80s here. Back to the '80s. Well, we need to, we need to hop in our time machine here and. Uh, but there, the there's 80s. Derek's problem being born in 87 since he was like, you know, three when 90 rolled around. Yeah. I was like being in the 80s still. It's just like, that's, that, that is the problem. Like, you know, you guys got the experience, you know, a little bit more than what I did in the 80s. Well, I barely do. <laughs> no, you got half of it. You got half of it. Like, I think I was still, I think Ronald Reagan, he was still president when I was born, right? 87? Yes. So yes, and then George Bush was became president in '89, if I'm not mistaken. So I so I can legally say '88, '88. I, I can Clinton took over in '92. I can legally say that Ronald Reagan is the greatest president of all time. Get out! Get out! <laughs> Reagan smash! Just get out! Get out. No, no, but for real, I I I don't understand. We won't talk about politics. Yeah, let's no. say that. This is, not, this is a fun podcast. Let's, let's talk fun. This is how you can forget the world. So let's get through the lulls. <laughs> the next one is just like fucking bloodshed. No, fuck you. Um, he was a better president. No, no, fuck you. Okay, you, here, here. Let's uh, let's talk. Here's another cartoon. Did you ever watch Humanoids? Have you ever caught Humanoids? That, I, I know what it is, but, but the I, evil I, that I, lies within. That is a messed up shit. I, I know what it is, but I never really watched it. It's this cartoon about these ancient, evil, like, de- demonic monsters that were sealed up in the earth in prehistoric times by, like, these peace-loving, like, rock people and all these other, you know, uh, all cultures right. that were on the planet back then. And they get loose again to, like, like destroy the world. There's one called uh, Decompose. Yeah, right here he goes, and that's what he does. He turns people in those. Yeah, this is an 80s cartoon. Look at this that's nightmare fucking fuel. crazy. That is on on Saturday morning in the 80s. What the and fuck? And that's Chris Latta who does who does his voice, who did Starscream, and he's Decompose, and that's what he... And he could turn people in, like, you know, zombie creatures that served wow. him. That's kind of wow. fucked up. And it even gets crazy. That woman, like, when he changes, he changes that poor woman, like, three... Now, see, they're going to start dancing here in a second. Oh, and, like, fuck. talking about what the, yeah, it's just fuck is. Just what, what are you doing right now? <laughs> see, look, look, see? But, yeah, if you ever can find them, they're hard to find because they haven't really... See, now, see, they're dancing and stuff, and, you know, he just turned into this horrible... Zombie creature. What the? Okay. F- I have never. Oh, but he even like will capture the guys and like put them in his rib cage. There, that's how messed up it is. They have. Just, just start looking into in in humanoids, and that's a messed up cartoon from the eighties. All right. No. Yeah, they were trying uh... to push the envelope. That was another one. And... I watched some. I've seen some more of the of the tamer ones uh, from then. Did you uh... watch Mask? No, I never watched Mask. Oh, I watched. Uh, I watched. Um... 
you know, this was probably in the 90s when I saw it when I finally got Cartoon Network, but, uh, you know, oh, you yeah. got, like, uh, the... Thank Herc God for Cartoon Network in the 90s and Toonami. Yeah. Hercu Herculoids. Herculoids. Herculoids is from the 70s. Was it the 70s? I'm pretty sure. What about Thundar? I think 70s, early 80s, too. Thundar mm. the Barbarian. Yeah, a lot Thundar of those are Hanna-Barbera cartoons. 1981 yeah. for Same Thundar. Same Okay. What was the name of the cartoon, Seth? You can probably tell me because you've, you've kind of been a font of knowledge throughout this podcast. <laughs> the 80s uh, is my thing, man. I grew up a kid who loved every bit of it, cartoon-wise. It was a cartoon with three guys. Okay. Uh, they were heroes, and they uh, they would like do something. They had like, a wristwatch. I don't know what they had, but they would put on like this armor. One of them was a guy who could fly. One of them was like a motorcycle guy. Oh, um, Centurions, maybe? Centurions, I think it was Centurions. That's it, they had, yeah, they, they'd power armor and they'd hold out their arms yeah. and they'd like a submarine guy and stuff. Yeah, I think that was another crazy one. Did you ever watch Silverhawks? Great theme song for it. Silverhawks. They even have a rocking 80s metal guitar rift in the middle of the opening thing. Derek, pull it up. What's Silver it called? Silverhawks? Silverhawks theme. I think I. So yeah, it was it was Centurions. I just looked it up. Yeah, Centurions. Yeah. <laughs> Another one is Dino Saucers. Now that one. I... <laughs> yeah, that one's got it like before Denver, the last dinosaur. Remember yeah. That one. He's my <laughs> friend and a whole lot more. It's like during the like the uh, dinosaur craze right before uh, Jurassic Park. Kind of makes you wonder what's the whole lot more. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's for the after hours. <laughs> oh, this is definitely the 80s. Yeah, there's Silver Hawks. They got the, like, awesome like, eagle or hawk. Yes! <laughs> Scream here. Okay, I've seen this, but I didn't really know what it was. Yeah. yeah. I never really, I didn't really put a lot of time into watching it. Just wait, here in the middle, the one guy's in it. Yep, and he's got like a guitar in space and he wrecks he goes out in this friggin like awesome guitar riff 80's metal guitar riff so I gotta say apparently my thing back then was like dudes who turned into things <laughs> that was the whole 80's <laughs> yeah pretty much like dudes that guess. turned into turned into robots history kind of into robots history kind of repeated itself though man got a Bruce Jenner <laughs> Oh! Hey. <laughs> hey. Boo! Boo! Get out! Mercer <laughs> is a uh, Silver Hawk, confirmed. <laughs> he probably would be. <laughs> I mean, look at this transformation. He gets like these, like, look, he turns into like this robotic and with like, and he rides like a space squid here in just a second. Watch. Space squid. Yeah, watch the Big Bad. He rides like a space squid. 80s were so weird with cartoons. God, the dude. This is more normal. This is just like a piece of an episode or a montage. Man, that's the longest fucking opening. This isn't the opening. This isn't the normal opening. This is just like some kind of montage or something. Oh. Let me see if I can find it here. I'll find it for you. There's the guitar guy. Is he doing it? He just kind of waved at the camera. He's like, hey, I'm here too. <laughs> I'm participating. Oh, wait. I'm participating in this space bullshit. <laughs> here it goes, because it starts out, tally-ho. Here we go. 
on the Twitch here, Derek. I will send the link in the chat. Oh, man. Yeah. There, do you got it? Yeah, I got it. Here, pull that up. There we go. They had some awesome theme songs back then. Whether you like the show or not, the theme songs were This, like the well, you know, Thundercats, you have to scratch Thundercats. Thundercats is. You know, they redid it a few years ago on Cartoon Network. It was awesome. Will Friedel did the voice of mine. You know, Eric from Boy Meets World, the older brother. Terry McGinnis on uh, Batman Beyond. Man, I'm not even going to talk about the 90s. Yeah. Here, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's... Watch out. It's a slippery slope. Here, here's a rocking guitar. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Tell me that isn't just awesome, 80s. Oh, <laughs> my God. That, there's that space squid was talking about. Yeah, here, yeah. A little bit of delay on my yeah, there's space. Wow. wow, this is uh, this is fucking terrible. Did you ever watch Brave Star? That's another good age. Let's see the horse uh, turned into like a man. Do you remember uh, Mask? Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Oh, that one. That's one of my fate. I love that freaking theme song. S- looks like I never the... watched Mask. See. That was, you know, if you like Transformers, that was Kenner's, like, version, you know, basically. Uh, that was one of their big toy lines. You know, ba- they didn't turn into robots, but guys, you know, put on the masks and they could control, give them, like, superpowers or something. And then they have, like, cars that did, you know, changed it. Th- it was, like, Matt Tracker, the main character, his car, like, the doors flew open, like, DeLorean style, and basically became wings, and his car could fly. It's a freaking dinosaurs is like I never watched dinosaurs. I've seen the theme song plenty of times, it's, but never. It's basically Holy. Captain okay, Planet. Now that you have it on the screen, with dinosaurs. Now that you have it on the screen, I, I totally remember this. this. Oh. Yes, it kind of pre. You see with the rings, that's that's like pre Captain uh, Planet. Captain <laughs> Planet. I, I'm not. Okay. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's like the same kids. Remember the uh you remember the Burger King Kids Kids Club? Oh yeah, man. Oh uh, dude. Uh, what was the uh, what was the main the main one who had like the fucking Oh man shit all over him? What is his name? See, there's the thing. Here's the thing, it, you had that toys in the kids club in the nineties. When I grew up in the eighties, those all those places, what the big thing was was glasses for the movie. You know, actually like drink out of glasses. Mm, yeah. Back go to Pizza Hut and Burger King or like the plastic cups for all the Batman movies at McDonald's back in the day. Those used to be like people would like swarm to collect those. Kidvid. So you got uh, that kid's name's Kidvid. Yeah, IQ. Kidvid. Oh man, I forgot they had a wheelchair kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really bad. His nickname is Wheels. Bullet Kids Club. Mm-hmm. Transformers had a wheelchair kid. <laughs> it did, didn't yeah. it? Chip Chase, he was a computer genius. Is, like, uh, is Burger King Kids Club, is that 90s? Probably. I think it is. Um, let me see if there's anything. It looks 90s. The Kids Club was... Uh, children's Advertising. Let's see what we got here. Burger King's Kids Club was 1992. 92. Yeah. 
So basically the 80s. Wait a minute. No, no. Actually, it started started in the 70s. We're all over 80s. Running well, into I mean, the I'm 80s. Talking about, I'm talking about this iteration of the oh. Kids Club with these characters. Probably yeah. 92. Yeah, yeah, I would say it's not about right. Man, what, uh, when I lived in uh, Illinois, uh, there's a town. It's called Mattoon. And they have a... I think it's where one of the original Burger Kings was. But, like, when you go into this town, you see the building. It says Burger King. And it's not done in, like, Burger King's regular advertising and stuff like that. It's, uh... It's like, it looks like something like the Shake Shop or something that was ran here. Um, nothing fancy. But when you go in, too, it's, like, it's way different than what... You, it's, it's more like a Waffle House, but it's Burger King. Well, have you ever been to the like the first Wendy's? No. It's like across the street from Kosai. I've never been there either. You ever been to Kosai? Wow. Um, yeah, it's like across the street from Kosai. It's the first Wendy's. Uh, it's it's really different. It's not like regular Wendy's. I finally got to try. Um, uh, shit! What is it? God damn it! Jack in a Box. Finally got to try Jack in a Box. <laughs> I got their fifty cent tacos. I've heard those are amazing. They're amazing. So I say we go into the part of the podcast here where we talked about some really messed up stuff from the eighties. Okay, so, messed up stuff from the eighties. Go. Do you have a cartoon or anything that you saw as a child in the eighties and you're like, why in the world was I ever allowed to watch this? Um. That if you thought back on it, it would haunt you to today. It still messes with you on some kind of spiritual and mental level. I can't think of. I mean, other than all dogs go to heaven, where it was that fucking the, Satan. That scene, I could go with that. Yeah, I could go with that scene. Mine wasn't fucking a cartoon. Satan dog came up. Mine's a cartoon, and I don't think my parents knew what it was because you know, parents of the eighties used. My parents used to rent like movies and put three on a tape for me you know so they didn't have to rent it again you know get two vcrs out and yeah. make the tape so my parents had this for me one and i'm going to send you the link to the wikipedia page to a horrible movie based off a book called watership down have you ever heard of that never heard i of have it. heard the name it will please never watch it Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, I know what you're talking about. This is one with, like, all the pets and shit, like... With all the rabbits, and they get, like, cotton barbed wire fences, and they're killing each other, and they go, like, demonic-possessed, mm-hmm. and it's it's just a book about, like, industrialism and how it's, like, killing out the world, but it's from the view of the fucking rabbits, and it is... All right. So got I the... cannot watch it. I watched a part of it. I thought about it like a year or two ago and pulled up like video. It's dude. It is so fucked up. And my parents must have just thought, oh, cartoon about bunnies, you know, and got it for me. And not realize <laughs> that it's based off this book about industrialization and the woes of it, and taught from <laughs> told from the eyes of these friggin' rabbits. I mean, John Hurt is the voice of the main rabbit in this, and it I... is like. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. The ones get that, like, the ones, like, a little innocent killed by a falcon, you know, and just, like... <sighs> yeah, it's fucking brutal. Those, those, I don't know if it's the same movie, but... Oh, fuck, there it is, dude. <laughs> this, if you watch that movie, if you do not watch that movie, I mean, it, change, it does not change you on some kind of 
fundamental core, then you you are like an unfilling shell. I mean, it, it is messed up. I couldn't watch it right now. I could not sit down without it like me. It'd be like, it's. I guess it gave me a form of PTSD. Is Honestly, I'm not making that, saying that jokingly or light, lightly. It is messed up. I've talked to other like groups of people who'd seen that too, and they would agree. Like if you know, if you bring it back up to them, like they, like after it will take me a day or two to get it out of my mind. Not thought about it to the point where I like happily forget about. Yeah, this movie is jacked. You see, I always thought like the Secret of Nim was kind of dark. A lot of Seriously. people say that it didn't bother me. Is I can see that, but it didn't bother me if you watch this thing. And there's another movie I direct. This same director did about dogs oh it like opens, yeah it opens up where they're like drowning the dogs to where they die and then they bring the them back to, they bring them back to life they bring them back to life and they're experimenting on these dogs and they bring them back to life and they see how far they can push them to death and how dead they can get them before they bring them back and they're like experimenting drugs and these dogs escape from that facility and they're like chasing these dogs down as the dogs are trying to get the freedom it's that's awesome i've never watched it but after i'd looked up some stuff about this the same director did it. he does like these messed up like thought pieces he's named you know british of course the british always have to have like messed up movies if you ever watched any of their horror movies or anything but you see did you see that freaking caddy rips the one to shreds because they're always trying to get away from that freaking cat, and then they get like rabies, and the one like attacks the others, and they're like ripping each other's. Oh man, yeah, I remember like I, I saw a trailer for that one you was just talking about, and it wasn't a trailer, it was just like an excerpt from it, and the guy like um, the dog meets up with trying meets up with some dude, and the dude had, he was a hunting or something like that, and mm-hmm. shotgun, and I guess uh, the dog you know was going to. Let the man, all you see is his, him holding his face, his blood gushes. But it's supposed to be a kid's movie. Jesus. Mm, nah, it's more of like an adult. For like an art, artsy, like, direct <laughs> indie film piece. It's just, I saw this as a kid. I don't know why I watched it more than once as a child. I'd have to think. Before I even, you know. <laughs> see if it's 80s. Yeah, I gotta <laughs> make roll, sure. Or roll over 80s. I want to make I sure. A little, that's what I got a little short one. I got a little short one. Go for it, why Derek's researching. Um, this was just something that always freaked me out as a kid because because the effects are so good, and I still think they hold up today. Um, Harry and the Hendersons. Oh God! When they hit him with the car, and he fucking comes down on the windshield, starts screaming at him. You know <laughs> that. I could never, I could never watch that part as a kid. I had to leave the room. Really? Oh, I did, yeah, I had to leave the room when it did that part. You, you, here's an '80s movie talking about a piece of an '80s movie that I love the whole movie, but as a kid I had to excuse myself from the room. It's Mad Marge on Pee Wee. Oh yeah, Pee-wee. yeah. Like, that used to scare me as a kid because that was, I think that was ILM, wasn't it? Wasn't it like the same stuff they did for Ghostbusters. I think so. They did that scene. It was like that claymation where she, she and she looked like this. I was like, "Holy shit!" My my thing was, which is, a kid, as a kid, I probably shouldn't have been watching it in the first place. Was a uh, child's play, the very first mm. one. Mm-hmm. Still today, Still, scared me at the rental, you know, the rental store. Just oh, seeing yeah. like the cover of it, and I wouldn't even t- go near it as a kid. Still, oh, still have today. You, have you gone back? Have you gone back and watched it lately? 
Uh, yeah, it doesn't hold up. <laughs> do do so. Just go back and watch it because if you do, I promise you'll laugh the whole time because you'll conquer really, your fear. <laughs> it's really just this this plastic doll or this rubber doll or whatever, and they just like shake it back and forth, and the whole time Brad Dorf's in a sound booth going. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I I, I I I mean, it was between that and Hellraiser. You know, my dad uh, he let me watch these. Crazy ass movies when I was a kid, and I don't know why he done it. Which, if you guys know my dad, which Jr. He probably thought it was funny. <laughs> I've got another one for you. That still makes me uncomfortable to watch, and I'll tell you why I think so. Is uh, Dark Crystal? That's yes, yeah. Those were so real looking. I bet it's the part I know where you're gonna go. It's where they strip him naked. The bird, the one guy. That that part, but but uh, Algra is always what freaked me out. Refresh me on him. It's been forever since I've that seen. That was that was that weird woman who had the one eye. Oh yeah, the witch. Yeah, she always freaks me out. So so a weird thing about it, and I never really thought about. It. I read an article about it here recently, uh, talking about how immersive that movie was because the, they teased a new thing for Netflix or whatever for Dark mm-hmm. Crystal. I think um, you probably read. Going to talk about the same article I read. Possibly, the, the the thing that that got me about it, and I never realized it till I read this article, was that there's no humanoid characters really in that movie. No, it's That's... all its own self-contained world, and they do such a good job of portraying that that you're so transported there that you actually feel out of your element. Yeah, it's uh, just feel like you're in another world, like you're part of that, and like nothing is familiar, so you're just uncomfortable. And I watch it now, and I'm still, I still kind of get uncomfortable watching it. I well, I saw that and like the whole documentary about it and everything, and I think, man, how much acid did Jim Henson have to drop? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, they must have had some good stuff to come up with that idea for that. Movie. A lot of drugs. See, I've never wow. seen that movie. I've never seen it. Really? Yeah. Yeah, you've never seen Dark Crystal. Never seen Dark Crystal. Um, I seen it's, it's a it's it's a piece of art. I mean, like over time, you realize how, like how artistic it is. But yeah, it's an acid trip. Is it on Netflix? Right now? <sighs> I think so it has I been. I may have to. I need to watch it because it's one of those movies I just haven't watched, um, and I know but I should it's, have. It's timeless. So everything on it is Jim Hansen. Studios at its best, everything holds up, to me at yeah. least. It's, it's, it's timeless. It's so crazy, but that they were able to take that crazy, like the big walking things that they ride on, those big legged things, and the yeah. puppeteers that did that. I mean, it was some like amazing feats for that to you know happen. Yeah, that looks crazy. I, I know that I know it didn't do too well in the box office. Apparently, I think it's in like the nine dollar bin at Walmart, right? I think we saw it the other day, and I didn't pick it up because it was like a few bucks. It may be cheaper on Amazon, like seven. Just buy it for seven bucks on Amazon. Yeah, I might, I might have to do that. It's such a crazy movie. Now you want um, to talk awesome, crazy Jim Henson in the eighties? You know where I'm going with this? The Labyrinth. Labyrinth. Yes. Oh yeah. David Bowie and his package. David, Starring David Bowie and his wondrous package. Best, that was the best supporting actor in that film was his package. Uh, it's it's a good movie. I, I love that one. Um, man. <laughs> it's so good. I kind of want to watch it now. 
Good movie, good music. Everything's great about that movie except the stupid scene in the middle with the headless fucking things. It's so superfluous it could have been cut and the movie would have been all the better for it. I don't remember that part. Yeah, why am I drawing the blank on that part? Headless things. Because it's so forgettable. They like That's take their heads off and they, they throw them at each other. Oh, where they go rock, 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 as they're... They, no, they that's, like, no, that's the guy that changes. Song. That's the guy that changes the uh, blocks. He comes up. Yeah. <laughs> so these guys, they sing a song. There's like these red, weird-looking dudes, and they sing a song. I remember. It. I remember it, what you're talking about now. It doesn't need to be in the movie at all. Here it is. There they are. Yeah. This, yeah, it just doesn't need to be in the movie at all. Well, that's some. This is like this part's like some Jim Henson acid trip right there. Yeah, yeah, With pretty all, much. That's all. It that's is. an acid trip. Let's have these puppets rip their heads off and switch them around as they're dancing. I mean, you think about it. He was sitting in his ho- hotel, like on acid, looking at the wall, and these guys came to him. It's like, oh, he choreographed this whole thing. What the hell? Uh, Executive producer, I don't know if he had any writing credits on it, but uh, executive producer on this movie, George Lucas. Really? Yeah. Of course. They were all, you know, they get to put kids to their wars. Those are all creature shop. Mm. Every bit of it. Cutting out again. Yeah, Am I? Out a little bit. Yeah. What's the internet connection? Am I here? Good? Uh, sort of. Speaking of Jim Hansen creations, how about that new Yoda puppet? Oh, yeah. That scene, you guys get me? Yeah, barely. It kind of ro- robotic. <laughs> that scene was awesome. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, that <laughs> was that was I, unexpected. Like, as soon as I shown, they shown that, I was like, oh, my God, they're actually doing a puppet Yoda. That's the I, thing uh, it got me. Yeah, that they did the puppet. I just loved it because you saw the shoulder over the shoulder, and you're like, oh gosh, here it comes. Blue Mist, oh, we're going to get Yoda. And I didn't. then it just blew your mind when you see him full face, and he's like, oh, it's puppet Yoda. Frank oh, Oz man. back. Oh, and it's Yoda Yoda, like Empire Strikes Back Yoda. Mm-hmm. Whimsical, impish. He's done his job, Yoda. He doesn't have the weight of the universe as the Grand Master of the Jedi Order on his shoulder. Yoda. This looks like somebody's... Real head turners there or not? Looks like somebody already put it on uh, the YouTube. They already got it. <laughs> yeah. It's still... it's. I mean, it's really cool. I mean... That's what I like about the new Star Wars films is just the fact that they are using um, <coughs> actual puppets and shit and not CGI. Mm-hmm. Like, it just feels like it belongs... After watching, after watching Last Jedi, we're we're getting off topic again, but whatever. <laughs> uh, after watching Last Jedi, I actually went back and watched uh, Episode Three, and I was you know, just thinking, Yoda in the prequels is so ungenuine, like disingenuine. Like he just he just comes across he's, he's serious all the time, and he he's a cartoon. I don't know what it was. There's a war going on. That's why he's serious. I mean, yeah, I understand that. He's a grandmaster of the Jedi Order. They're dying around him. That's why he's such a different character. I get that part, but uh, still, I mean, he's a cartoon. Just the effects don't hold up that well. It's a a big difference between CGI and um, 
not CGI. It's just the fact that, you know, whenever you're using practical effects, like, you know, you can you get more immersed and you know To you, me that shit holds up. Oh, I think it does. Like if you take a look at the Star you know, the original three Star Wars films, like still today, if you take a look at the old even watching the original without the fucking you know, cuts that George Lucas did, and it's, I mean, it still holds up, still holds up, and, which, Star Wars is the 80s, so, I mean, the best Star Wars, yeah, <laughs> I mean, because Empire, Empire, I mean, the 1980, there you go, fucking Empire Strikes Back, best, Dude. best of all, best of all Star Wars, see, I, I, I kind of thought The Last Jedi was, it's up there next to it. It's pretty You're close. You're going to get a lot of hate from that. There's a lot of yeah. people. Oh, i got yeah, a guy on my timeline who talks about it daily of how much they ruined Star Wars with West. You see, I, see, I don't think we're watching the same movies as those people. He, th- I, you know, I understand what they did with The Last Jedi, and I like it for what it is. Because I think it was like, you know, I, I've seen other people argue the argument let's say that it was different character growth and Luke never failed and then when he did fail it hit him like a ton of bricks because everything he went and did you know I think that's a human person the way they wrote Luke here he thinks they just totally ruined Luke Skywalker that Luke Skywalker would have never given up like that Luke was perfect yeah it's it's Luke was perfect these these movies like the new ones that came out like they don't deserve to be as good as they are. So, so my argument for Luke Skywalker, like he says it in one of the lines, where he talks about he believed in the legend of Luke Skywalker, mm, exactly, and he could do those things. You know, he could succeed where others had failed because he was Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. He believed his own hype. His yeah, own hype he, yeah, he bought into his own hype. So that that kind of put him in this place where he thought that he could, you know, and if you if you get past the movies into the rest of new canon stuff. Uh, apparently Ben Solo was a problem child who Leia sent with Luke to kind of rein in. Mm-hmm. And Luke Skywalker's all like, I'm Luke Skywalker. Of course I could do it. And Leia's like, yeah, he's Luke Skywalker. If anybody can do it, he can. He failed his sister. He, he failed himself. And he couldn't take it. And he failed all those Jedi, those pad ones that Kylo and the Knights are in murder at his new temple. And he'd never seen failure like that before, so of course he was just disenfranchised and done. Boom. I mean, How and people have to do that ending for him. That ending for him. I thought, you've never seen anybody so badass project himself across the galaxy as a younger version of himself to fight Kylo. Everybody he, wanted... Everybody wanted this big Luke Skywalker lightsaber fight with Kylo. Oh yeah, and you've seen the high chi, you know, that they did of you know him and Ray like taking them all down. Have you seen that one? The house I haven't watched did. it. Yet. No, I haven't uh, watched it yet. That's but basically that's, what they did. That's that's what everybody wanted. They wanted this big lightsaber battle, Luke Skywalker, Kylo Ren, and it didn't happen. And I thought what actually did happen was way more badass because oh, you know Luke. Luke was like, I don't even need a lightsaber. I don't even I don't even need to leave. I can do this shit from a galaxy away. And give them time to get away. Uh, yeah, he did exactly what he needed to do. He did a Luke Skywalker thing. I think I know what our next topic is for our next uh uh podcast. Full blown Star Wars podcast. I think full it's Star Wars. I think it's gonna be a two parter. <laughs> yeah, that could be I'm gonna say. Jesus. Like I've only got forty years of Star Wars. Oh yeah. 
But let's 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 just talk for a second about this Empire Strikes Back, and we won't go into super depth oh, with it. Uh, you want to talk about how it's a perfect movie because it's a perfect movie? Yes. You want to talk about how funny it is, even though the man who I, I don't give George Lucas crap as everybody else does because you know at the end of the day we would not have this thing that generations of people love so much if it wasn't for George Lucas you can give him crap about what he did with the prequels and always having to come back and do a special edition that's just an artist they never like what they do Mm. you know coming back but how just Star Wars man I mean here's the thing though here's the thing to to, to consider about Empire and Jedi um, since we're in the 80s uh, George Lucas directed Star Wars in 77. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't direct this. He did not direct Empire Strikes Back. Irvin Kershner directed it. Yes, and, great uh, and then And then Return of the Jedi, he also did not direct. Uh, uh, Richard Marquand directed mm-hmm. that one. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, at that point, George Lucas realized, you know, he, he did the smartest thing that he could possibly do and realized that, you know, I've got this good story, but I can't tell it the way these guys can. Mm-hmm. That's why okay. I wish he would have done that with the prequels. My do you, God, do you, you feel like the prequels was him like getting a little bit on the chin from the best part of Star Wars of his universe he created, being Empire. He didn't direct. You feel like the prequels were like him like trying to show that he had the chops? I think so because Maybe, he, like, if you take a look at his other film film filmography at the time, like uh, one was called Red Tails. It was a World War II uh, movie about uh, African American f- fighter pl- pilots, and you know George it's Lucas, airman. yeah, and George George Lucas, he's more style than he is substance, and that's the problem with Episode One, Two, and Three. I think Three was when it it's a redeemable. It kind of redeems the prequels, in my opinion. Number three was a, a decent you film. Can, you can make the argument that George Lucas can write a story; he can't tell a story. Right. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw that. I'm gonna throw something at you. All right. If, if you take off the nostalgia glasses, if you go back and watch A New Hope, it's it's right there with the prequels. The only thing that it had going for it was at the time it was new. Nobody had ever done that before. The new, the newness, yeah. Nobody yeah. had ever done anything like that before, and and what it spawned after is what really got you into it. Um, and you can go back and watch A New Hope and see all the good in it now. But mm-hmm. man, if you really watch it, it's got that prequel stank on. This it. scene right here, this scene right here. To even people who don't like Star Wars, who does not know this scene? Um, everybody. Talk nobody knows the scene because movies. If you just want to talk film in general, everybody from. You know, everybody knows a, a little red plumber from Japan, Brooklyn slash Japan. Everybody <laughs> knows this scene of this movie. Everybody misquotes this line. Yeah, say, nobody knows it. They don't yeah. misquote the line but every they time. Know, but they know this. I mean, there is one of the most iconic scenes ever in film, media, fantasy, anything. So, oh, so uh, I, I don't know if you know about this, but in this scene... Uh, David Prowse, who was Darth Vader, who actually said Darth Vader's dialogue. I know, yep. Delivers the wrong line to Mark Hamill, but Mark Hamill was told in secret what the actual line is and how to react to it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, Darth Vader, or David Prowse, as Darth Vader, in this line talking to Mark Hamill, say, says, Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. Obi-Wan killed your father. 
is what David Prowse says. Really? That's not true. Yes. That's yes. not possible. Yeah, it was because they didn't want the crew to know to get it because it was going to be such a big revelation. Oh. So the, only two people, the only two people who knew about it were Mark Hamill and James Earl Jones. I did mm. not know that. Besides yes. George Lucas, of course. George, George Lucas. And Kirshner, yeah. yeah. Kirshner. Yeah. George Lucas and Kirshner. Uh, they knew about it, obviously, but uh, but yeah, Mark Hamill, James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones read, is reading his his lines on the page, and he he stops at this line. He's like, "Really?" Because of what you may not know, Derek, is David Prowse, who did the suit for Darth Vader, also thought he was to be Darth Vader. He delivers all the lines. That's why it matches up so perfectly. But but Lucas didn't like, and they kind of hate each other stemming from this they're not real <laughs> great friends uh <laughs> because he feels a little bit betrayed but he didn't like his voice basically you know okay. but of course it worked out great i mean friggin' james earl jones who else how, is darth vader okay how could david prowse like still be mad about it after watching like the original star wars be like man i'm upset that my voice wasn't in it. and james earl jones speaks he's like oh yeah, still, he still is. It's known throughout the Star Wars community. David Prowse just is still pissed off at George Lucas. <laughs> I, I like as soon as if it was me, as soon as I heard James Earl Jones's voice coming out, I would just be like, I, I see what they wanted now. Okay, here's a funny story. I held the door for David Prowse two years ago at <laughs> Cincinnati Comic Expo. I didn't realize like it took a second, and uh, I held the door for him. He said, uh, "Thank you," and I said, "As you wish, my master." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So, because he's in, he's like can't walk real well now. He's kind of sickly. He's in a wheelchair, yeah. like a hover around type thing. And he's in there at the con. Man, I kind of want to. I just held the door for Darth Vader. I kind of want to hit up uh, Lexicon this year. Lexicon's great. You, you know the guy that owns Inner is it? Yeah, we're doing all their signs and stuff. Oh, are you? Yeah. I was looking that through. con's getting bigger and bigger. I guess he also bought a con down in Tennessee. Somebody else was telling me. So back to Empire Strikes Back. I gotta say that it was like the it's the first movie, it's the first Star Wars movie, where the characters really seem human. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the big part about that is, I think, is they they let the characters have flaws. They let Luke Skywalker lose in Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. Nobody, of course, you know, nobody had really anything to go off of back then. But, the hero but now, got his hand friggin' cut off. Yeah, he lost. He straight yeah. up lost to Darth Vader. And then Vader. ran away. <laughs> and then ran away. He lost. Han Solo lost. All our heroes lose at the end of the movie. You're left on a huge cliffhanger of what in the hell just happened. I mean, think about the end of this movie. Within what? 10, 15 minutes, you get Vader telling Luke he's his dad. Uh-huh. You get Luke's hand cut off and him dropping out of the bottom, and we've lost Han, and then you're back on the medical frigate at the end with him getting patched up, and somebody else, friggin' Lando, in the cockpit of the Falcon saying, let's go see if we can find him, taking off and them just looking out with absolutely, like, no hope almost. Looking at like, well, I hope things get better. (laughs) Yeah, and scene, cut the credits. I mean, everybody's beaten... One of your heroes is frozen in carbonite. The other one just got a robot hand because his hand got chopped off by, oh, the big bads is dead. How perfect, so, though, is uh, Donald Glover's uh, Lando? 
I'm excited about that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I've, the trailer's got me hyped for it. It really does. Um, I didn't. I was worried about it until I saw the trail. So do you? One one thing people have brought up is like wondering what like the audience consensus was after Empire Strikes Back. If it was similar to what people are experiencing on uh, on Last Jedi now, uh, if people got out of this movie after having witnessed this this downer of a movie and just like thinking, God, what are they going to do? You know, what did I just watch? You know, I don't feel great <laughs> anymore. Anybody I've ever talked to who were old enough to remember and go got went and saw it, you know, opening night, saw it multiple times, and they were just blown away, and they were just, you know, they were left on a cliffhanger, but they weren't mad about it. You know, none of them were mad about it. They just couldn't believe they were left on a cliffhanger. Right. I just, I wonder about that because of, of the backlash that Last Jedi has that I do not feel that it deserves at all. No. People just, here's the thing about Last Jedi that it, it blew me away. The last movie in Fort Bacon, it's just a clone of New Hope. We want something new. We want something new. They give you something new in Last Jedi. We want them the same. You know, it's just like, you can't yeah. please. Yeah. And I, I've talked with other people about it. Have we put this grandiose thing onto Star Wars now that it can never be touched? Like, here they are doing new movies again, but see, we did it with the prequel. After that original trilogy, think about it, how much people hate on the prequels and, you know, let's not, counting Rogue One, everybody loved it because it was basically a prequel filler-in story. It, you know yeah. you know what I mean? That's uh, good. That's such a good movie. But, you know, have we put this, this shell, this unattainable thing around the original trilogy that it will, you know, no matter what anybody does from here until the end of time, will it ever match up to the original three? You know, Right. I disagree. I disagree. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, do people put that around it? Oh, absolutely. Yes, you're. That's, you're, what, that's you're my absolutely point. right. No, no, I don't. I don't do that because I, I I like the prequels for what they are. I mean, let's talk about John Williams scoring that. I mean, and you duel the fates from Phantom Menace and that fight with Obi Wan and Qui Gon with Darth Maul. My God, blew me away. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And, and getting the backstory. See the whole like thing, whether you like the story of the movies or not, filling in the backstory of things we heard, the original trilogy from the beginning. You, General Kenobi, you helped my father fight in the Clone Wars. What in the hell's the Clone Wars? We got those answers, you know, with the prequels. This was the Clone War. This is how. Obi-Wan became this big badass Jedi, you know, master. Uh, this is how Darth Vader f fell from grace, you know. This, the I, prequels, still, I love that. I, I love still it. feel like Darth Vader's fall was bullshit. Oh, yeah. You know, the original name for Star Wars was the tragedy of Anakin Skywalker, so I mean... Yeah, but man, it was so weak that there was just... They did not spend enough time with Anakin showing his faults get that you know but you do have fill-in media that i know you shouldn't do but if you watch like clone wars and this and that things that happened I, i've heard the latter seasons of clone wars did a good job of kind of showing that Anakin Skywalker. With what happened with ahsoka and then if you watch the new show that's on right now rebels i just started some, watching this so don't spoil some, anything i'm not going to spoil anything for you that's some of the I best star wars it. media Ever. I've heard it was really good. some stuff there. There's going to be scenes in that show, Jr. When you're watching Rebels, you're going to be you're you're going to have goosebumps. Stuff that happened that you always wanted to see happen, you'll see it. So I'm almost done with season one, and I'm getting ready to move on to season two. How many seasons uh, are there? 
four now. But yeah, to go back to what you're saying, I'm not I'm not saying that put this big shell and it will never be attained. I think it can be attained, but I think a lot of people have, you know, look at, you know, let's go to Clerks 2. There's only one trilogy. <laughs> There's only one return and wow. it's of the Jedi, not, you know, of the King, you know, that much. That's what people put around it, that those three movies are untouchable. Oh, so see, you're always going to have people dissing, you know, the, the Last Jedi because it changed up so much of what was already there. See, I'm gonna I'm gonna argue that that Kylo Ren's one of the best things to happen to Star Wars. I agree with that. He is he is what Burn Anakin should have, have been. <laughs> yeah. He is what he is what Anakin should have been. He he's hitting all the beats of of that real that real fall. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like a real he's he's he had everything. He's from the greatest family of the Force wielding family ever. <laughs> you know. Right. He had everything, and now he's just, like, losing it all. It, it's just, I, I think he's one of the best things to happen to Star Wars. He's he's really complex. He's very shirtless. <laughs> Why, Tyler? <laughs> That's, this, that just cracks me up. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, he's just, he hits these beats that are just, I a lot of people don't Star like Adam Wars Driver. Team. Yeah, I like Adam Driver. I, I think he's great. He's fucking great when he's yeah. when he's like he's so matter of fact at the times but then when he like lets his rage go he's you know he's right on it Man. but uh when he's talking to okay can we do spoilers spoilers hashtag spoiler alert hashtag spoilers do, 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 do. put it up on the screen Derek spoiler <laughs> so so he's uh so he, when he's talking to Ray in the throne room and he's just like he's like you know they were nobody you're nobody you come from nowhere you're nobody it's just like a certain realness that that character has. Realness, uh, and you don't know if he's just not lying to her, trying to twist her to the dark side. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I think I think all the characters they've brought in, like to the newer trilogy. If you take a look at you know, Force Awakens, which you know the people are kind of right, Force Awakens is basically a New Hope, but I think it's a better movie. Than a new I hope. still like it. I, I think like we needed it. those member berries, though. Oh yeah, because okay, so, I mean, after the pre- after the prequels, they, it's been so long since we had a movie again. That's the only yeah. way you could have brought Star Wars back was is with some huge member berries. Mm. But had to, but it's still new enough. Yeah, it's got some of the same things, but that's Star Wars. I mean, come on. JJ knew what he was doing. Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah. I. I some you can lens flare JJ or whatever. I love every JJ touches. Like TV shows that he produces on TV, I'm behind. Anything he touches, I seem to like. It hits my fancy because I it it was just great. I went in that movie and was just blown away. You know, I I clapped. I was I gasped and everything. And Force Awakens. You know, uh, it's me. It was me and my um, brother. Well, soon to be brother-in-law. Um, we went to AMC Theater in Mattoon, Illinois, the day it came out. It was a midnight showing. And I swear, from the time that movie started until the very end of the credits, I had the biggest smile on my face. Like, yeah. I, it, it was just awesome. You know, I got to share it with my son. I never had got to do that before. I got to sit in the theater 
with my son and hear that, you know, you know, and get to see the scroll come on it that I'd only ever done in my living room, showing him the other movies that were, you know, that you because Revenge of the Sis a year before he's born, so you know he never got to sit in the theater and do that with me, and I've got to do that twice now with my son has experienced Star Wars on the screen, and it's awesome. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's that's the way to experience Star Wars. Like, you know, I, I, I like how Disney's doing all these Star Wars films, right? I know eventually it's going to get to the point, like, superhero movies, I think people are going to get tired of it. But, you know, they seem to I be going know, back. I don't know, man. Black Panther. <laughs> I still want to see that movie. I think it's slowing down. And we and we still got Infinity War to come this oh, year, God. and Ant Man and the Wasp, man. The, I mean, did you see? Did you see? I saw something the other day off topic here, but uh, that the Marvel Cinematic Universe has grossed more than any other, like more than Star Wars, more than everything. They're like fourteen billion dollars. Well, how many movies is that now? I mean, so many <sighs> well, we got ten years of movies, ten years straight of at least one movie a year. You know, if not multiple long, multiple releases usually. Yeah. It's crazy. How, like, the undertaking that they decided to do when they released Iron Man, I still can't believe that they accomplished it. Oh, God. I saw it, well, I saw it, I saw it coming, and I think, Derek, you may have been in that discussion. Heck, JR, you may have been in the discussion. I don't know if anybody remembers. My wife will attest to this. When they said they're doing an Iron Man, but said, you know who would be perfect for Tony Stark? Robert Downey Jr., because he's this recovering drunk. And that's what Tony Stark is in the comics. And everybody laughed at me. And who in the hell did they cast? And who's the greatest daggone thing that they've done in the Marvel Universe is freaking RDJ as Tony Stark. Yeah, I don't think, without him, I don't think it would have left the ground. No, mm. I don't think so. He you was, needed him. And it recovered his career. He's Tony Stark now. He plays it off. And freaking Chris Evans, my goodness, is Captain America. If he doesn't rally you to his side... As so, awesome. He is Captain America. So I saw those Fantastic Four movies back in the day, and I was like, dude, Chris Evans, he's such a fucking goober. <laughs> douche. And, Super douche. Yeah. And then, and then Captain America comes out, I'm like, why'd they get this guy? Why'd they get this fucking guy? And then I watch Captain America, and I'm like, okay. Sold. Have you seen the meme they've done? Uh, it says uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe 2 for 2 for reclaiming Johnny Storms, and it had... It had Chris Evans, the cap, and then it had uh, Michael B. Jordan from, from there to being Killmonger. I, was like, <laughs> I thought that's so true. They took two crappy freaking Johnny Storms and turned them into the greatest characters. I think it's going to be interesting how they tie the X-Men and Fantastic Four into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <sighs> that's going to have to be post-Infinity War. And oh, yeah. If they they're going to have trouble with the X-Men. Yeah. Pickman's they've already filled the swallow. They've, they've already kind of set it in in stone that there's not mutants in their universe by mm-hmm. having both Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch not be mutants, not be the children of Magneto. Exactly. And anybody who's a mutant in the cinematic universe basically inhumans. You know, they're they're Cree <laughs> yeah. powered stardust and humans. So yeah, there there's no way. It's gonna be the Marvel universe 2.0 for them to do that because they're already you know we're losing the heroes you don't know who but they're killing heroes in these two films coming up oh tony's I gone i have a feeling he's gone yeah somebody said surrey should be the new iron man i thought that'd be awesome because she was freaking awesome in black panther and she could do it but uh 
Yeah, we're off the '80s topic here again. Oh, uh, we've 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 done left the, the train, <laughs> train is derailed. <laughs> yeah. What happens when you get three nerds talking stuff that they love? Yeah, I suppose so. I, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been it's been a good podcast, especially. I think I think we've done good. Oh, I think we did pretty pretty damn good for you know. I think Never it went way better. better. I think it went way, way better than I thought it would. I, I think you guys should pat yourself on the back. I can't reach my back right now. We we in the uh, the arms hurt. <laughs> I've been lifting the weights. Yeah, I. I there's tons more '80s too. There's tons more '80s awesome. We didn't even touch Ghostbusters. We didn't touch Indiana uh, Jones. My favorite movie of all times, personally. So we got Indiana Jones left. Uh, the Godfather. Um, you know. There's another thing. There's there's another. George Lucas writing and somebody else telling the story. Mm. What is? Mm. What Indiana is George? Jones. Oh. oh, Indiana Jones. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, we can we can always we can always do a second part to the eighties. Because um, I like I said, there's just a lot of shit that you could talk for two hours on Ghostbusters of how that movie <laughs> shouldn't have worked, and yet the perfect storm of people who were supposed to be a role and didn't, and or died, you know, and this and that. Of what a perfect film that is, because that that's there's not a more quotable film ever mm-hmm. than the original Ghostbusters movie. It's another perfect movie. It is every every beat is perfect. It's an accident though. Other movies just were like, we're going to make it perfect. We know what we're doing, and this is you know we have this vision. It's perfect. Ghostbusters is an accident that turned into a perfect movie. But uh, that's another movie, you know. Still has effects that holds up. It's timeless. Mm-hmm. It's never... But look who did the effects again. ILM. There you go. Lucas. It's never going to. It's never. It's never going to to not be a good movie. So you never. you even go back like take a look at some of the music vi- videos back in the eighties, like when MTV was just starting out. Like Michael Jackson. Every time Michael Jackson had a uh, video coming out, it was like a fucking motion picture. Mm-hmm. He did those long, like eight, ten minute movies. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's a what we'll do, guys. Um, next week we can finish. We can finish up our eighties. Do another two hours of the eighties stuff, and we're going to jump topic. It's just, it's just how it is. We're just a bunch of uh, nerds, so we're going <laughs> to jump off topic. But um, yeah, we can finish. We can finish up um, the eighties, then we'll move into the nineties. And the 2000s, and after that, I think uh, I think it might be a good idea to do a community uh, choice topic. Hey, what's up, Box Games? We can do that. I, th- I think I think uh, I I think people would enjoy it quite a bit just being able to pick that topic. Uh, speaking of, uh, welcome to the channel, Box Games. You're we're actually getting ready to end it here soon, um, but. Feel free to follow us, and we'll be back Monday for so part what the two. Fuck is being talked about everything. We're talking everything. about the '80s. <laughs> We're trying to talk about the '80s, and just uh, well, it, it gets derailed, but you know, in a good way. And a good thing is too, you can watch this on YouTube later, so mm-hmm. it will be on there just in case you, where you just came in. Um, this is this is if you just want to hear something three dudes rambling about stuff they love for two hours, and you're studying or doing some kind of work. Just throw us on. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, yeah definitely, definitely would love to have you as a uh, follower. So be sure to hit that, and um, yeah, it'd be awesome. 
But yeah, guys, I think I think this is a good dropping point. It's uh, 11:30 now. Um, I say what we could do is come up with some more ideas for next uh, session, and um, yeah, it should be good. You guys did a good job. Uh, we need we need some kind of finisher. You know. <laughs> oh, it works. Pants so six. This is pants so six. Stay frosty. Hey, hey. Yeah, we got we got a follow. Thank you, dude. Thank you, sir. Definitely appreciate it. Feel free to send all your friends down. Um, yeah, this is the bits and pieces smash cast. We're not just a podcast. We're a cast that you can smash. Smash cast. We're going to work on that closing. That was real bad. I'll say right now, it's real bad. It's like, <laughs> that's pretty ter- terrible, terrible, terrible. It's pretty, pretty, ter- pretty ter- <laughs> Two out of it, ten. It was wrong. It was really wrong. Terrible. He may have to settle for the bronze. <laughs> Is it, I give it a zero. Oh, God. He's, he's here now. He's here. <laughs> Get out of here, you giant douche. Uh, Jesus. Human orange. I had to say. Speaking of a creature, speaking of a creature from the Dark Crystal, here we go. <laughs> fucking, fucking Skeksy. <laughs> oh, what the fuck is this, this podcast now? Podcast is okay and all, but to be honest, <laughs> to be honest, be honest, this was Beyonce did a bit job <laughs> at her podcast. You're jumping off the deep end now. <laughs> oh yeah, is it? Help, yes, yes, help us. Help us as well. Help us, box game. Yeah. What was that? What the fuck was that demon? Just popped up. Did you see that? It's the devil. I have Satan from All Dogs Go to Heaven. (laughs) I have the the actual devil from All Dogs Go to Heaven. (laughs) I'm going to be real. Oh, no, I hope not. (laughs) Down, down. There you go. Right here. Stage right. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> oh man. <sighs> yes, by the eyes, box. By the eyes. I agree. Donald yeah. Trump kinds of he kind of does that. <laughs> I, I was I was really bored. I was like, <laughs> what if we have Kanye West on here? And so I just made Kanye West because I I took Badonka Dunk and uh, Michael Pinch out. <laughs> Uh, you got rid of Danny Pinch? I got I got rid of him. I got rid of him. Uh, <laughs> rid of Danny Pinch. Danny Pinch. <laughs> we retired Danny Pinch. He's retired. I can't Maybe say... We, we, make it, we make it to the 50th episode of the... Bring him back. Resurrect him. Resurrect Danny Pinch? <laughs> <laughs> we'll do, that'll be the 50th podcast. We'll do a seance. <laughs> and we'll bring back... <laughs> Going to bring him back. Big, then the ghost in bigger. Derek's house will just actually see the hand, like the the, the hairy hand from uh, Monty Python, just whoosh, take Derek away. Oh, yes, I want to know. I want to know a secret box games. Tell me a secret. I, I'd like to know a secret too. I I like secrets. Tell us a magical, majestic secret. Why the Why the hell do I got fucking E on? 
He's going to unfollow. That's what his secret is. <laughs> oh, later no. losers. <laughs> later oh, losers. No. no. So you guys suck. It's, it's good, good to, to want. To want. Oh, he's teasing, he is teasing us with the uh, secrets. I say we wrap it up, gents. Yeah, I'd say it's a good time. Good time as any. Box Games, again, thanks for stopping by and hit that follow button. Be sure uh, to check us out next Monday as we finish up the 80s and we'll start getting to the 90s. The uh, rollover you, 80s. <laughs> the rollover 80s. Yes. You can always catch us as well anytime uh, from 9.30 to 11 starting. Hopefully once I get my GPUs back. Uh, we do a little bit more commentary, mainly gaming and just goofing off. But uh, Mondays is our smash cast. And like I said... Feel free to send some people over who definitely enjoy it. And uh, if you haven't checked it out, just go to www.youtube.com forward slash thepanso6. And you can watch tonight's podcast. And, uh, yeah, I think you would like it. <laughs> What's our Twitch handle here? Is that uh, twitch.tv forward slash panso6? Mm-hmm. No, no. Oh. We, are, we are casting on Twitch, Mixer, YouTube, Smashcast, which I didn't know Smashcast was a thing until after... <laughs> It's like, oh, I think I have a really good idea to call our uh, stream the, the Smashcast. Yeah, we took it back. It's our fucking word. <laughs> Taking it back. Taking it, it back. You can't have our word. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thanks for stopping by tonight. And you guys did, like I said, pat on the back. And uh, I will say, talk to you guys soon. Peace. Right. Peace. Are we off? Yep. <laughs> Are we dead? Are we dead?